0: This is a Thursday edition of Glenn Clark Radio. I'm Glenn, he's Griffin. Ravens-Bengals tonight, that means, immediately following the game, you got to join us for Project Game Day. Myself, Rita, Femi, KZ, probably Andrew Stecka, Josh Shows. they got a great crew that we hang out with every game day this season. Come hang with us pressboxonline.com slash gameday, facebook.com slash pressboxsports, youtube.com slash pressboxonline for Project Game Day, which is brought to you by A.J. Michaels, Superbook Sports, and helpmygamblingproblem.org. I was going to check that off on my uh, sheet, but I just realized I don't have a sheet, so uh, that would make it awkward. Coming up on the program, big day. We got Ken Zales. We got Mike Sando from the Athletic. We've got. Got you and I. All that coming up this morning here on GCR. I don't know what happened there. <clears throat> we'll just have to do it ourselves. We'll I'll 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 be your analyst today. I'll be your I'll give you your breakdown. Bengals run defense stinks. Run it right up their throat. I really am expecting a little bit of uh, overcompensation tonight. Like, I'm expecting that... I It's it's something I was joking about with Jeff's Zrebeck last night. And, um, you know, in the Greg Roman era, whenever there was a complaint about something, you could almost be sure that, like, the next time out, they were going to wildly overcompensate for it. And then we saw earlier this year, everybody was like, oh, you're not getting the ball to Odell Beckham. And he hasn't scored a touchdown. Then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, there's an Odell Beckham touch... Like, a forced Odell Beckham touchdown. I... I I have this like funny feeling that they're going to overcompensate, particularly with Keaton Mitchell tonight. Now I don't know that that's a bad thing because again, the Bengals' run defense ain't good, which is weird. I don't I don't really know why it's particularly taken a step back this year. Safeties aren't very good, as we were talking about with Rocky Boyman yesterday. I think that's a big story going into tonight. I I, I still think like the biggest story is does Mike McDonald really have the Bengals' number? Has he really figured something out over these four meetings over the last two seasons? Because if that continues, then you're going to really like the Ravens' chances. But if that's just, again, an anomaly, much like we talk about the possibility that the Ravens' letdowns have been an anomaly, if that's all it is, then I don't know how I feel about it. I, I don't know that I I like... The idea of a desperate Joe Burrow led team, even without T. Higgins, still Jamar Chase, still Tyler Boyd, still plenty to offer. And I don't love that going into tonight and Ravens Bengals. We'll talk about that throughout the course of the morning. Um, as far as last night's concerned, uh, Blake Snell, Garrett Cole win the Cy Young Awards. Kyle Bradish finished fourth in uh, AL Cy Young voting, which is something. Yeah. I'm I'm not uh, cool. I don't think you get to hang that on the mantle. I don't think they give you like a
1: put that on the outfield wall. Put none, that on the wall. Yeah,
0: we're number four. I don't I don't think
1: that's the way that it works. Although AFC semi or AFC finalists. Right.
0: The Indianapolis Colts could uh could maybe hang that banner today, I guess. I don't know, man. Like uh bully for him, it was something that I talked about during the year. Like it was weird to me that there wasn't more conversation about the season that Kyle Braddish was having. But such is life. It's a bummer that that didn't continue in the playoffs, but again, kind of what it is. Nothing you can do about it now. And you hope, this goes back to remembering where we were late in the season, like thinking ahead to next year, you're hoping that a triumphant of Cal Bradish, John Means, and Grayson Rodriguez at the top of the rotation is a triumphant that you can have great faith in going into the 2024 season you would also hope the Orioles would do their best, come hell or high water, to add, like, you know, one more. Whether that's via trade or free agency, you would hope that there is one more high-level starting pitcher. And if that were the case, and all three of those guys can back it up, well, then you're cooking with gas. And that's even, you know, I'm not saying Dean Kramer can't be a part of it. It's just that there are three guys that are definitively kind of separated, and then you're hoping that the Orioles will upgrade the pitching around them. But it was a hell of a season for Kyle Bradish. It was a it was one of those things that out of nowhere you looked up one day in like June or July and you're like, yep, see what Kyle Bradish is doing right now. Anybody else? Hey Jim, you noticed that? And you were like, am I living in crazy world? It doesn't seem like anybody's talking about this. But uh, bully for Kyle Bradish. And uh, good for him for being recognized, at least to the extent that he was, in finishing fourth and Cy Young voting. Again, I'm not really sure, like, if he gets a cake or something. I have no idea Certificate, how that maybe, works. yeah. I'm in favor of it, for the record. I'm I'm not opposed to that whatsoever. To him finishing in fourth? <laughs> well, I'm not opposed to him getting a cake. I'm no. not opposed to, you know, there being some sort of, it's an accomplishment. I. All right, I think we've talked enough about Kyle Braddich finishing fourth in uh, in voting for the Cy Young award. Uh college basketball last night. unfortunately everybody on the uh, losing end. Mm-hmm. Loyola losing yeah. to Binghamton, Morgan losing to Fresno, Cobbin losing to Louisville, which I hate to say it, that's embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> no way of getting around it. I mean that lost by twenty, so like they, maybe they kept it close, like UNBC, but they, they lost by twenty, so I mean, Louisville stinks. It's like losing to a, you know, it, team at this is point. Is it
1: worse? Yeah, I guess it is worse to get blown up by Louisville than than to lose a game, maybe you should have won, like UMBC did. Um.
0: Yeah. What are we yeah. doing here? Yeah. What am I? What am I? Why, why, why did I spend a second thinking about that? That's the dumbest question that you've ever asked. <laughs> what the hell was I doing there? I'm like, eh, maybe Griffin's good. No, you don't have a point at all. Draymond Green gets a five-game suspension for his shenanigans. Uh, he put Rudy Gobert in a chokehold the other night. We didn't even really get to talk about it yesterday. I had a quick tidbit on it, yeah. It's just so stupid. It's just all... I I actually have genuinely loved all the conspiracy theories. Like, the conspiracy theory that was floating around yesterday that Draymond Green just sort of hates Rudy Gobert and was looking for an excuse. And, like, somebody on Twitter had receipts. Like, went back uh, of Draymond Green taunting Rudy Gobert about crying over missing the All-Star team years ago, and he kept bringing it up year after year. That one, to me, isn't as, as juicy or as good as the conspiracy theory that when Steph Curry doesn't play, Draymond Green doesn't want to play either. I, I did, love I did that like one. that one. That one, Draymond's going to me, gonna get
1: himself ejected in this game. Like, And
0: there's, like, history of it. Like, when Steph Curry doesn't play, Draymond Green is just disinterested. Like, well, we're not winning anyway, so. The hell, I'll just go ahead and check myself out of this one. Now, this one comes along with a five-game suspension, so I don't know, I don't... Follow the Warriors. Yeah. Close. I don't know if Steph Curry is going to play the next okay, five like games. One steps out for two weeks. Yeah, right? Well, see ya.
1: Guys, I'll just choke don't, out Rudy Gobert. Don't mind if I do. I mean, it's wild, man. And we play Rudy Gobert tonight? Oh, this is right. perfect. Yeah, and all,
0: everything lined up. And then there's a tussle between McDan. As soon as McDaniel starts tussling with Clay Thompson, he's just like, Where's Rudy? <laughs> like, what? what do you- that's not, this guy's not even the guy that's fighting. What the hell is going on? It's just such a weirdo. And, like, you want to call him a clown and you want to you know, trash Draymond Green, but it's such a complicated conversation because, like, you acknowledge the dude's going to the Hall of Fame. We can, we can laugh at him all we want, and we can talk about, like, a weird piece of modern NBA history he is, but he's a basketball Hall of Famer. And... At least one of those championships, arguably more. They don't win without him. It's, it's bizarre, man. And you can't even define why he's great. Like there's nothing that you can hold up and say this is what makes him great. Part of what makes him great is that he is a goof.
1: That he's willing to put somebody in a chokehold. Yes, like for it's, Clay it's
0: part of that he's been willing to be like a hockey goon. And it you can't. If you're not a Warriors fan, you don't root for him. You're like, oh God. Draymond Green again? Like well, I'm sick of his ass. If you're a Warriors fan. If if you're not a I Warriors fan, okay. I said. If you are a Warriors fan, you're like, yeah, but he's our goon. He's it's just and like he's he's goofy. It's not even like he's Oh man, it's hard to talk about Draymond Green. Like and, and the place that he has in basketball history. It's very bizarre. A lot of people think the five games wasn't enough. Like he put the dude in a chokehold. Rudy Gobert said like if he actually knew how to choke, it could have been bad. And like one, funny, but two, I don't know. Maybe like I don't, I don't think Draymond Green was intentionally trying to like
1: maim Rudy Gobert. Yeah, I mean he did like tighten up on it as he he, he did got a better, but, angle. but like. I,
0: Man, it's so weird. I
1: mean, it's so yeah, I mean, I guess because when you think weird. about it, it's like only five games. I guess that's...
0: Yeah, like, I, I think one of the things I was talking about with Rita last night is like, I, there's no precedent for this. Right. They can't go back and say, hey, what's the last thing we did for a guy that put another guy in a chokehold? What was the suspension we gave out for that one? Like, they have no precedent to fall back on. This is throwing punches. A lot of guys have thrown punches. A lot of guys have done other things. They have no to the one, crowd yeah they have nothing yeah correct <laughs> they at least have that they have nothing to fall back on in this circumstance they like they go into the office they're like hey pull the book out what do you guys remember when was the last chokehold suspension hey hey Dave what do we do for that was that was, 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 was no it, no there wasn't a Horace Grant chokehold you don't remember and I'm not saying there wasn't one at some point in basketball history because Lord knows, I don't know all of basketball history. But that had to be a bit difficult in the NBA office for them to try to figure out exactly what the suspension should be for Draymond Green. And, like, really, they should, when they announced the suspension, they should have just put, uh, Draymond Green is being suspended five games for being an effing weirdo. Like, that's how they should have announced it. Because I still, I can't for the life of me figure out what this was other than you're an effing weirdo. So there it is so so it be if you will draymond green gets a five game suspension and then as far as the uh, injury report going into ravens bengals tonight um a couple of things so the bad news the follow-up on would you rather wednesday yesterday is that it doesn't look like the ravens are going to have ronnie stanley or marlon humphrey ronnie stanley we know has been declared out Marlon Humphrey has been declared doubtful. I got to be honest with you; I'm not really sure why those different designations continue to exist. Like it, the number of players that have actually played that have been listed as doubtful. Why don't you just list everybody doubtful? Why is there an out? Just list everybody as doubtful.
1: He's got practice full this week, but you know, there's one. No, I doubt. mean, like
0: as, if if they're not going to play, like yeah. I don't understand why there's a difference between doubtful and out as far as designations are concerned. So that stings, clearly. The good news is that John Simpson got back to practice. Practice, because it is a short Thursday night week. John Simpson got back to practice, so it doesn't appear as though they'll be missing the entire left side of their offensive line. And with Morgan Moses slated to return, you're just kind of flip-flopping Patrick McCary, and he's going back to left tackle. That would be more troublesome if you were facing Miles Garrett again, because nobody had an answer for Miles Garrett. Trey Hendrickson is very good, but we don't know that he is at a hundred percent. He is going to play. He doesn't even have a status. The players that will be missing, however, significant. Uh, we mentioned T. Higgins. Sam Hubbard is gonna be out, and um one of the guys that probably would have picked up some of the load for T. Higgins is Andre Yosevich. And He's out as well, so they are depleted at wide receiver, but again, it's easier to be depleted at wide receiver when you have T. Higgins, sorry, Jamar Chase at the top, Tyler Boyd to line up on the other side. Easy to make, easier to make up for it. The Ravens also uh, without Trenton Simpson, but, you know, not a major contributor, and everybody else looks like they'll be good to go tonight for the Ravens against the Bengals. The loss of Ronnie Stanley significant, clearly, as we talked about yesterday. Without Marlon Humphrey, you're asking Rocky Sin, Brandon Stevens to go up against those two dudes. Probably Kyle Hamilton helping out a little bit in that department. Those two dudes. Jamar Chase, you don't really want to have anybody in one on one coverage against him because he's Jamar Chase. I wouldn't really love it if Marlon Humphrey was in one-on-one coverage with Jamar Chase. He's, I'm not sure if you've heard, Jamar Chase. He's, he's good at this. He's a little bit different than everybody else. So that'll be part of the thing that Mike McDonald will have to figure out tonight if he's going to continue to have the number.
1: Yes. You want me to me the remote. Oh, you, I don't
0: yeah. I don't need to see him. Why would I want to see him? He's ugly.
1: Um, I also need to call John. Uh, John and Little Rock really quick cuz I have not gotten an answer from him for his uh, no, selections we can, today.
0: We can oh, Wait, he hasn't made his picks? No. And you are just noticing this now?
1: No, I had well, I noticed it earlier, but I have not I texted him I had nothing back yet, so I got to
0: yeah, make sure he's okay. What right. well, do you want to take a break and then we'll do all this? I guess we can if you want. Is he okay? Can he can yeah. he wait through I, yeah, a break? Yeah, I'm sure he can sit. Griffin apparently didn't didn't finish the producing this morning, so we need I, well, I mean, we need I, a minute. No, no, typically, no. Typically, typically no, 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 no. what I did what I what I did say today's typically works. show br- today's show brought to you by your local Toyota dealer. BuyaToyota.com. The Toyota Tacoma comes in a range of models and trim lines, so you can choose the perfect Tacoma to reflect your unique personality and driving habits. Check out BuyaToyota.com for deals and new Tacomas from your local Toyota dealer today. We'll make picks with KZ next. Glenn Clark Radio.
2: The latest edition of Press Box is available now. On the cover, Todd Karpovich profiles the Orioles' survivors, Anthony Santander, Austin Hayes, Cedric Mullins, and Ryan Mountcastle, who all came from the previous regime but stuck through tough times to be key pieces in guiding the franchise back to prominence. Also inside, we remember the iconic Brooks Robinson with tributes from Jim Henneman and myself, Stan the Fan Charles, and a trip down memory lane to remember the most significant moments of his career. Plus, we meet players from college basketball programs Programs around the state. Pressbox is available for free at over 500 area locations, including 60 Royal Farm stores, and you can always find the entire edition, as well as the best daily coverage of the Orioles, Ravens, and Terps at PressboxOnline.com.
0: Visit Hartford County. Gear up for the holidays by supporting local with Small Business Saturday on November 25th. Take in the dazzling sights of the season with a Ledoux Christmas at Ledoux Topiary Gardens. Enjoy holiday lights. Sing along the holiday songs. Reserve a carriage ride and sit on Santa's lap in Bel Air's Winter Wonderland, happening every Saturday from November 25th until December 16th. Nothing sparks that holiday joy quite like a festive parade. Head to visitharford.com and click on Events. To see the full list of parades and so much more in maryland you're welcome
3: gambling can be a fun and entertaining experience but there are risks involved if you're planning on betting on the game at the casino or on your phone or computer know your limit stay within it set a budget and a time to stop remember gambling isn't a financial solution and it doesn't mix well with alcohol or drugs know the risks and have a plan before you begin gambling For free and confidential services, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org.
1: There's so much focus on sports betting these days, but I want to talk about an area that nobody wants to gamble on, where you choose to go out and spend your hard-earned dollars to eat. The Costas Inn is no gamble at all. The quality on their menu is outstanding, and the value is off the charts with a great and varied list of specials Monday through Friday. And the staples of the menu, whether it's salads, burgers, fish, they're all fantastic. And I haven't even mentioned the crabs or crab cakes yet. So check out the menu for yourself at CostasInn.com. When choosing a place to dine, never gamble on the food you put in your belly the Costas Inn at 4100 North Point Boulevard or call 410-477-1975 for reservations and your Steam Crab orders.
5: Come for a game, stay for everything else. Book an unforgettable fall getaway in Charm City. Enjoy only in Baltimore festivals, mouthwatering eats, and endless entertainment. Treat yourself to a staycation in the heart of downtown, or try one of the city's many charming neighborhood hotels. And don't miss out on packages for free parking, breakfast, and more. Plan your stay at
6: Baltimore.org slash hotels. Don't forget about Project Game Day after every Ravens game this season. It's kind of like this show, except Rita's also there, so I actually think it's pretty good. But hey, you're already here now, so why don't you go ahead and keep listening to GCR
0: all right uh, back in here on GCR as we continue along on a Thursday edition of the program and every Thursday we like to make some picks joining us now for fantasy pros he is our friend Ken Zalis, and he's back with us on the program what's going on KZ how are you
7: I am good. How's everybody
0: today? It's all right. Well, you know, ask me again when we talk at uh, eleven thirty this evening. Ask me how well, I'm doing. Yeah. If,
7: if I'm still awake, I'll ask
0: you. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it's gonna be uh it's gonna be an interesting night ahead as the Ravens take on the Bengals. Hey, so um, I wanna I wanna do the bit. I, I we call this playing uh, fantasy defense, right? So I was able to do it in one league where I picked up Aaron Rodgers just to make not because I think I'm gonna play him. But just because I don't want anyone else to have the opportunity to pick him up in the playoffs, right? So he's available in another league, and right now this is the maybe one of the more awkward uh, rosters that I have. I'm playing, um, I'm playing Pacheco, Gibbs, Waddle, Moore, and Nakua, and then on my bench I have Singletary, and this is the the league where I have no, there's no IR spot, right? I have Singletary, Kyron Williams, Keaton Mitchell, Justin Jefferson, and this is the league where I had I I just got Dallas Goddard back because I'm playing uh, Joku as my tight end right now. Can I can I release anybody to go pick up Aaron Rodgers, or do I have to
7: like say that that's a wasted spot at the moment? It's... I I think that I don't think you do. I mean, Singletary makes the. Singletary makes the most sense because Pierce at some point comes back and and then that's just a mess. Um, But is it any messier than than Keaton Mitchell? I mean, if we weren't in Baltimore, would you be dropping Keaton Mitchell? I don't know. Um, You know, I I don't really think you have room for him. Uh, The way running backs go down – yeah. And the, the, I, I just, you know, it's a nice thought. I, I, Aaron Rodgers is a lot of things, but he's not more advanced human being than the rest of us as far as healing time. Um, um are,
0: are you sure? Are, are you certain yeah, about yeah, that? I'm he, pretty sure. Could, I'm pretty he...
7: sure because every time he talks, he backs, he backs off of what he says. So uh... I, I'm not, I, I wouldn't be in a rush.
0: I'm not in a rush. It's just this is the the type of thing that I think that I'm clever, and so I want to. I want everybody yeah, to be like, I, "Oh, I, that I, son I, of a I, bitch! I, he got us! He got us!" I just like that feeling. Yeah. Well.
7: Yeah. Um, uh, at, go pick up Michael Carter instead. I don't really think I want Michael Carter. I think oh, I'm good. Man.
1: Who picked him up? Arizona picked up Michael Carter. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, at my flex. Uh, I – I I, I I think I almost want to start three tight ends this week. I got Trey McBride, Dalton Schultz, or Calvin Ridley at my flex. I mean,
7: McBride, you got to start.
1: You got to start McBride? All right, all right. So Ridley on my bench, Dalton Schultz on my bench.
7: If, yeah, Schultz doesn't bother me at all. I mean, I know people okay. are – it just tells you how bad tight end position really is, that people are talking up Schultz and he's been pedestrian. I mean like, – Ridley until he does something is tough to trust. Yeah. I mean he, he's been awful for almost 5 weeks now. All even right. in, even even with some other wide receivers not playing, he hasn't he hasn't been good.
0: Yeah, what's the story with Zay Jones? What's going on? Uh, I mean he's... he's
7: it's same as last week he could play. He's he hasn't he hasn't fully practiced yet, but we're only on Thursday. All
8: right.
0: Very good. Let's get into picks for the week. Uh, picks are brought to you in these lines that we'll be using, a courtesy of SuperBook. You use the code GlennClark23 when you sign up at SuperBook. You will receive up to two hundred fifty dollars in a same-day first bet match, win or lose. And really, this season, if you've bet with us for the most part, you've been in the money of the original group of ten that we had for the full season. Only one person is below 500 for the year, which is, I would say, historic for our picks contest. We were
7: horrible last year. We have year. never 100% historic.
0: Never been doing this yeah. well collectively this deep into the season. It is, it is crazy. So, for the most part, if you've been betting with us, it has been at least profitable for you this season. Uh, if you've been betting with Paul Valley, that's not the case. He is currently sitting in Scott's stat position. As if our if the if the original ten are all one through ten, if Jeremy Khan finishes at the bottom of the table, then the the loser among the ten is going to have to go to see Creed is going to have to go to a Creed show by themselves next summer. Uh, currently sitting in um, Will Levis' position is Jeremy Khan. As the he came in late, but he was full of piss and vinegar when he walked into the contest. And it's just not happening for him. He's still 18 games back. And the season's getting away. We're, we're approaching Thanksgiving at this point. Um, Jeremy Kahn, if, if that continues, he will be the one that has to put on the Notre Dame mascot uniform. And then take an Irish dance lesson. Come in and perform that Irish dance. Also perform Zombie and Nothing Compares to You. And enjoy some blood sausage, haggis, and tripe. Wash it all down with a Will Levist Irish coffee he says he's prepared he says he's willing to do it he also said that he'd take uh, extra Irish dance lessons on uh, on YouTube on top of it in order to try to really wow us so I would look forward to that but uh, there is still time for him to try to claw out of the hole at the top of the table we find Casey and Nick Kelly tied at the moment at 53 and 42 just a game in front of myself and John and Little Rock two games in front of John Proctor and Kyle Ottenheimer, three games in front of Andrew Stecca, five ahead of Griffin Bass and Paul Valley. Now, a uh, couple of things today. One, we apparently have not heard from John Little Rock. I'm concerned. It's not like John to do that. I love John, and I'm John. I love you. I hope everything's okay. Because I'm assuming there's probably something wrong. Then we will extend. I don't think this is John just okay. forgetting. Yeah. We will extend until the I, I don't think he's doing this to try to like find out what everybody else's picks are we'll give him grace ahead of tonight's game and again I hope everything's all right with our buddy John and Little Rock I hope there's there's no problems going on there but we will we will given the, what I know about John we will give him grace on this one we will not immediately give him a zero for the week and um, and shift the contest if this was Kyle Ottenheimer I would not feel the same way <laughs> that guy I would believe is cheating
1: that's what I would
0: do with that. We got three college games, six game NFL games to pick uh, as we do every week. Where are we starting this week?
1: Plus our side bet on the line. Oh do.
0: right, yeah. we didn't talk about the side bet. So is everybody in on the side bet? Um, Ryan Shell oh. is not. Uh, what? He, I mean, he said just, no. Or? No, he
1: just hasn't. He just hasn't acknowledged it. So. Did you text him? I mean, I, I mean, I, I emailed everybody. So I mean, I had you had just to tell several, Ryan he's in.
0: I mean, this is what a weirdo. I don't. If he has some sort of health, if he, maybe he's lactose intolerant. If he is, Well, so what? Fine. No, just tell me that, and you don't have to do it. What? A, why is he such a weirdo? Um,
1: Nick Kelly is in. Nick
0: Kelly is he's in. He's joined in. Uh, And then everybody, John Proctor's in. Uh, yes. Paul, yeah, Valley's, Proctor's in. In. Paul Valley's in. Kyle's in. Kyle's
1: in. <laughs> in. Jeremy's in. Drew is, he's All right, Yeah. He so Drew, no need to make picks. Drew's is not wants- making
0: picks. <laughs> Drew has said that if either Paul Valley, I don't know why he's got a war with Paul Valley, or John Proctor wins, he'll pay the penalty with them.
1: With with the yeah, with the
7: loser, whoever loses.
0: I, it's I, it's very what a weird bit. He sent me that text at like seven this morning. I had to. Re- I'm like sitting in bed, like what am I? Reading? I didn't. I didn't I understand appreciate it when
7: it was posted online. Yeah, it's the
0: dumbest thing. <laughs> so dumb. I,
7: mean, I still didn't understand it. Like,
0: what?
1: He's just such a weirdo. Why is everybody such a weirdo? Well, I love that I texted him last night. He slept on it and was like, you know what?
0: Yeah, I'm not going to make some pics. That I'm not going to do. I, I think he's just, I, I, whatever. I think he's going to end up eating one of these things anyway. He's just very excited about it. Um, And then did you hear from Arditi?
1: Uh, he is out for this week.
0: This guy talking gets on Twitter like, oh, it's shame he didn't include me. I'd love to do that. Not, that guy might be, we might fire that guy at some point fire <laughs> so fire the deal me. is loser and ties so to the point if everyone goes 5 and 4 this week if the entire league goes 5 and 4 we're all losers and everyone has to consume a McDonald's double cheeseburger with a Oreo McFlurry dumped on it which is apparently how Jamison williams consumes food and i don't care those of you that are just out here openly saying like well that doesn't seem so bad seek it, help
7: yeah. Ryan yeah. shell
0: what does that even what does it say it says you son of a bitch i'm in all right thank god i mean why, why did it have to be he was like responding on monday and we're yeah. like he's like sending jameson williams I'm like would you just say yes or no why is this so hard what has happened to the society? I got a, they got a lot so of problems. So
1: not in. Um, what do you mean he's not in? He said no. I mean he hasn't. Also hasn't. You know. Text him. Oh God.
0: Griffin, you're the producer. Why is the, Ken? Ken? Am I crazy?
7: I, I know. I he I, he has got it. This is the segment. I mean. I don't, I don't. I don't. know what we're doing here. This
0: is. He just doesn't have answers for. it. Here,
7: here's me. what I know. I haven't made a pick yet. I've been on for 15.
1: All
0: right, let's get to it. Make some damn <laughs>
1: Michigan, big uh, where Big Noon Kickoff is. Yeah, taking up all the parking space. Yeah, they are taking up all the
0: I don't know where I'm going to park. I got to go down for AJ Francis' oh, food yeah. drive. And, you have to get there. I do uh, think it's just probably too late. I, I do think, based on a text I got this morning, that they might be uh, allowing AJ to appear on Big Noon Kickoff oh. on uh, Saturday, which oh. I appreciate to promote the the food drive that uh, we'll be doing. And please, if you're going to the Maryland game on Saturday, please bring your non-perishable food items to help benefit Sarah's house. We will be collecting them at every gate ahead of the game. If you can't make it to the game, again, either hit me on Venmo or PayPal or just hit me up on Twitter. Just say, hey, send me your info. And uh, I'm going uh, grocery shopping tomorrow and I'm going to clean stores out of their ramen noodles in order to take them down and uh, get them donated to Sarah's house. So it'll just mean more ramen noodles. So please, Uh, Hook us up or uh, swing by the studio in order to hook us up for AJ's food drive. All right, go ahead.
1: Uh, So, yeah, Michigan at Maryland. uh, It is at noon on Fox, and the Wolverines are 19-point favorites. That is
0: extraordinary, isn't it? (sighs) This is really testing me now. Michigan, what are we doing here? (laughs) Michigan, I can't pick. How can I pick? I I try to think about if it was... Like nineteen and a half is a massive number, and it really did make me yeah. think well, about. It's it was
1: nineteen even, so what? No, oh, it was just nineteen. No yeah. Well, now that you say it, that yeah, way, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it kind of changes everything.
0: Um, and we don't know yet if Jim Harbaugh's coaching in the game. We don't know any of those things. Maybe Looking John at... will come
1: down. That's the a... yeah.
0: That was I think Pat McAfee <laughs> yeah. was pushing that yesterday. Um, man, I, I it it almost seems irresponsible to bet a team on the road that's nineteen. Michigan, what are we doing here? Go ahead, Ken. Michigan. Yeah.
1: Yes, you're taking Michigan. You, did didn't you email me Maryland? I thought I was. I was like, what? Uh, but I do. I, I I would much. I do believe Ken when he says. Yeah, it on Michigan,
7: if I did, if I did, it was late night and okay. I hit an hit a D instead of an seven
1: Um. Yeah. I mean, you know, I guess what what do I want? I want to feel a lot better since they got that big win in Nebraska. Um. But yeah, I mean, you don't. I I don't. I don't believe. I still don't believe in this Maryland team right now. So yeah, Michigan uh, by by more than twenty. Um, most of us, also John on Little Rock, j- did just get back to me. He's a little under the weather, uh, but he did just get me his picks. Right, so so he's right, doing good. Um, he's on Michigan. Uh, we do have a couple Maryland backers. Uh, on Maryland will be uh, John Proctor, as well as Andrew Stecca and Jeremy Khan. It's
0: a, it's Maryland. an insane
1: number. I get yes. it. Like. I,
0: they could be down is it by four. really an insane number. Yes, it's an insane it, number. Did you expect it to be larger?
7: I mean, let's be no, honest.
0: No, I didn't expect it to be larger. You really did. I didn't. It's 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 this is, this is nineteen and it's none. It's nuts. This, I would this like is,
7: to see them never throw a pass this week. Uh,
0: Michigan just never, not a single never. pass. Like, just I'm,
7: run the ball every
9: play.
0: Maryland could be losing forty-one to seventeen and just goof their way into a backdoor cover still. Like I, that's a that number's nuts. But I get it. I get
1: it. Um, all right, so at this point, everyone—so John and Little Rock's in. Everyone but Steca has gotten back to me. Whether they're whether, whether it, on that side being bit. in, right. yes. Right. Number one, so, Georgia. Why is this is so hard for
0: everybody. Like, at, what? What is going on in everyone's life that we can't just respond?
1: At uh, at where are they? Oh, they're at Tennessee. This is at three thirty on CBS, and uh, Georgia—they are ten point favorites at Tennessee.
0: Yeah, with Brock Bowers back, Georgia. I mean, I. It, again, it's a big number, and Tennessee's actually a, a fairly good team unlike Maryland, but still Georgia. I, and I get it, they're not. The other thing about Georgia is they haven't been exactly the same as we've used to seeing Georgia, but it, it, they, know, they know what's at stake, they know what's in front of them, and they also have to start. the other thing too that like I do think matters now, is they have to be thinking about, is there a backdoor path if they were to lose to Alabama? in the SEC championship game. And so they need to be sharp, and they need to be playing really well um, going into the SEC championship game. I I get that it's complicated, because we're assuming at this point there's going to be an undefeated Big Ten champion. They're definitely going to be in.
1: We'll see what Iowa does. You un-
0: you, yeah, right. You assume at this point that either Oregon or Washington is going to be in. Even if Oregon comes back and beats Washington, they'll probably get in the playoff over but at least you want to create an argument, right? Like you want to make it awkward for who the the selection committee to have to choose between if you were to lose a game and an Oregon one-loss championship team. So yeah, I'm I'm I think that that Georgia cleans things up and they win comfortably.
7: I have bet against Georgia too many times. I'm done doing it, Georgia. <laughs>
1: um yeah i'm taking georgia as well uh the tennessee i mean tennessee is not this is not a great tennessee team. i mean they're still top 25 but they're the sixth best team in, in the sec so yeah i'm taking georgia we do have one backer of the uh tennessee volunteers so a lone wolf of the week and a uh, chance to really try to make up some ground here jeremy khan is taking tennessee
0: Ooh, it's the, go ahead give us a oh there you go Lone there wolf you go. jeremy
1: khan taking the volunteers uh, number five, Washington at number eleven, Oregon State in Corvallis, where a lot of people the, wanted to see. Yeah, the game. The game, game day thing. chose
0: not to go to.
1: It's very weird. And uh, Oregon State are favorites hosting Washington. Two and a half. Two and a half is the line.
0: I Washington. I'm not. I get it. They have not been brilliant necessarily. But I, which team do I trust? The team with Michael Penix and Dennis Johnson, or I. Washington. Sorry, when I say Dennis Johnson. Yeah. I think I knew a Dennis Johnson. That's the reason why I said that. Yeah, D-
7: Washington. Yeah, I, I I Washington's been just good enough in, in all these big games that they've played. Um but since they've just been good enough and all they have to do is win, yeah. Um you know, uh, it's only what is it, two and a half? Two and a half. Uh plus two, two and a half, half if you're taking Washington. Plus two and a half. Yeah. Yeah, I'll I'll t- i just I'll just take Washington. I, I Maybe they lose, but maybe it's on my second field goal.
1: By one. Mm. Uh, yeah, I agree with you, uh, Glenn. Uh, you know, I, I wanted to pick the Oregon State so I could say "Go Bees" because that's fun. Mm. Um, but yeah, they have the better quarterback. They have the better skill position players, so I will take Washington as well. We do have three once again, three backers for Oregon State. It is Kyle Ottenheimer this time. I'm guessing time. Jeremy Kahn's one of them. Jeremy
7: and Andrew Stetka yeah. taking Oregon State.
1: I have a great. So, beat. All,
7: so Jer- Jeremy's opposite of the three of us on all yep, three. Here games. we go
0: again, which should be concerning, okay. but given okay. how pigs have gone this year, it's just not okay. all that concerning. I have a, my, an eternal beaver story that I tell. I swear to God, when I was in high school, I dated a girl, lovely young lady, and her mom didn't like me. Go figure, right? Like, what do you think? One day, I, I go to pick her up, and I'm she's, like, back in her room getting dressed or something, and I'm, I'm in the living room, and her mom, deadpan. We're silent, right? Like, it's just dead because, again, her mom doesn't like me, so we're just silent. And out of nowhere, she looks at me, and she says, Have you seen her beaver? And I'm just like the f just happened Um, what in the world is going on and i swear to god she comes running out of her room like from apparently on like some family road trip when they were kids she had this like plastic beaver that was an ongoing like joke within the family she's like no he hasn't like, all right, I'm glad I didn't answer that question in any way. I'm glad I just left that alone. Definitely sounds was very uncomfortable. like it should have been was coded. very uncomfortable. Um, NFL games.
1: To the NFL, uh, we will start on Sunday with the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers going to the Cleveland Browns. And the Brownies are one-point favorites. One-point favorites. I,
0: I can't. They're starting Doriel Thompson-Robinson. I get it. The Steelers stink. I understand that. But they're also the right kind of stink where they're not going to lose to Doriel Thompson-Robinson, where they're going to plot around, their offense is going to be meh for three quarters, and then in the fourth quarter, T.J. Watt's going to take over, and they're going to give Kenny Pickett enough protection, and he's going to get enough favorable calls. We, this is, It's the same game. Steelers.
7: Yeah, I, I, I agree with that. I mean, uh, look, I, I actually like uh, Dorian as a prospect, but – he looked god-awful, hasn't played a snap since the Ravens game. Um, uh, and Pittsburgh's defense is too tough uh, to for him to come and win a game, so uh, I'll take the Steelers.
1: Um, yeah, I agree with all that as well. I mean, Steelers, the, the Browns' O-line will still be a little banged up, and T.J. Watt will just really be able to pin his ears back and uh, I think get to DTR a lot. Um, plus, uh, the Steelers, they're 11-1 in games that Kenny Pickett has started and finished. Mm-hmm. And I w- would think that they can keep him. Well, I don't know. I guess Miles Garrett is chasing them. We'll see. But either way, I'm taking the Steelers. Um, it is, once again, a lopsided uh, favor here. Uh, everyone is on the—it is eight to 8-3 in favor of the Steelers. On the Browns is John and Little Rock. And then uh, sensing a theme here, Andrew Stecka and Jeremy Kahn on the Browns as well.
0: Okay. This is I look I know I, I'm starting to wonder if Andrew is doing the thing that Jeremy does with how Just
1: he kind of fades the public yeah, more or less. That's
0: what yeah. I'm starting to wonder.
1: Uh, Las Vegas, they are leaving Vegas for the first time under Antonio Pierce, and they're going to Miami to take on the Dolphins, who are 13 and a half. Such a big number. Point favorites.
0: So Miami's coming off a bye. This is true. Raiders, you got the West Coast team playing at one o'clock. I, I understand why the number is, and it's still Aiden O'Connell, who, like, I get it, made a really nice throw to Michael Mayer. I I want to buy into, like, Antonio Pierce has them playing really well. I want to buy into all of those things, but I don't think I'm going to go down betting on Aiden O'Connell. So
7: I, as much as I hate the number, I'm going with Miami. Yeah, I don't mind the number coming off a of buy. They're going to be, looks like they're getting everybody back. Um, That was banked up, Uh, you know, Waddle who's played through some things. It looks like he's been full go uh, this week. I I, I love Miami here. I think it's one of the easier games to pick this week.
1: Uh, I agree as well. They have won every home game this season by 14 or more. Um, they're also 3-0 and as a double-digit favorite under Mike McDaniel, including last season when they were coming off a bye against Houston and covered that one pretty easily as well. So uh, I will take uh, the Miami Dolphins. And once again, it is to 8-3 in favor of the Dolphins uh, on the Raiders. <laughs> is it Jeremy Conant and Andrew Stecka? As well as Paul Valley uh, on the very, Raiders. Very,
0: very interesting.
1: Into the 4 o'clock window at 425, the New York Jets are taking on the Buffalo Bills in Buffalo, and the Bills are 7-point favorites.
0: It doesn't feel like the Bills should be seven-point favorites over anyone, but they're still sticking with Zach Wilson in New York, and they just they 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 fired Ken Dorsey. It feels like desperate times. It feels like Buffalo needs to make a statement again. I don't. I I'm very worried about all of these numbers, but I I'm not going down betting on Zach Wilson Buffalo.
7: Yeah, I am. Uh, I I figured this would be the one where where I was different than than a lot of people. But um, divisional games, it seems like uh, win or lose. The Jets are just playing close games. Their defense is good enough. They can run the ball. Uh, the Bills are just a mess right now. And you have a you, you have a team that's a little bit in disarray, doesn't know what they're doing. Um, I'm going to take the Jets here because I like the seven points.
1: Yeah, that's that's kind of how I feel too. Um it's not you know, I can look at it as not betting on Zach Wilson but betting on the Jets defense and the you know, the Bills offense not really doing much of anything over the last couple of weeks. Um I don't think I still don't think I've picked the Bills game right all season. Um so this who knows. So who knows what's going to happen here, but I'm I'm going to take the Jets getting points as well. Um, Ken and I are in a slight mi- minority. It is six to five in favor of the Bills. Joining Ken and I is John Proctor, as well as uh, Dr. Nick Kelly and uh, Ryan Shell.
0: That means I'm with Andrew Steck and Jeremy Kahn. That I don't know how correct. I feel about that at
1: all. <laughs> Uh, Minnesota at Denver. This is the Sunday night football game. Minnesota, um, they are getting two and a half. It's, going it's, into it's
0: funny you say that because, like, two weeks ago, I was looking at this like, this is awful. And now you go into this week and you're like, it's, doing all the primetime
7: games it's kind of a, kind of it a could be It could be a high-scoring game. I, I, mean, I but it's, it it's
0: a little bit of everything. Like, there's intrigue. Everybody loves the Josh Dobbs story. Yeah. There's the have the... I mean the Broncos. Oh, yeah. The Broncos have recorded back-to-back wins over the Chiefs and Bills, and like I don't know that there's a lot of teams mm-hmm. in recent history that have back-to-back wins that are better than that. Like all of a sudden, this is a game that you're like, okay, I, I'm, I'm listening. Go ahead.
1: Uh, it is uh, Broncos minus two and a half. At whom? Yeah. Man. Wow,
0: and the, okay, where are we with Justin Jefferson at this point?
1: Fantasy uh, ESPN not fantasy projects. Oh, really? He's not going to play. That's big for me because I'm playing somebody that hasn't. That has you that say that like we are. You saying that we,
0: we know that or that's the assumption at this
1: so, point?
7: So, so the assumption is from a couple of different sources that he is doubtful to play. That he's not quite ready yet. Now that can all change with a limited practice today. He limited practice. He, he practiced limited yesterday. Right. Yeah. You know, limited, limited, full changes everything, but the word coming out after practice yesterday was that he still had an uphill battle. Now, you know, apparently
0: we have a timer now on us. All right. Fine. I'm going Vikings anyway. I just, I don't know. (laughs) I'm getting, I'm getting points. It's, you're still asking me to believe in the Broncos and I'm still hard pressed to do that. Vikings.
7: Well, you said the thing that I was gonna say, but you already said it. Uh the Broncos have two wins in a row against that may be the most impressive two game uh stand of any team in the NFL so far this year. They're at home. Uh they figured out that they need to get their best football player the ball often in uh Javante Williams. Uh except for in that final Minnesota. drive. Minnesota. Huh? Except for on
1: the final drive Monday night, I could've used I needed two more points from him. And he didn't play a snap on the final
7: drive of the game. Um, so I'm sorry he's getting over 17 a game over his last three. Well, I mean, he should have gotten like 21 maybe, maybe, maybe that's a manager problem of the rest of your team and not on your yeah, I guess I should have started Trey McBride but, over Cal Ridley. With, with the knowledge that I think I know that I may not know and could be wrong, uh, that Jefferson still won't play, uh, I'm going to take Denver. I, 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 I'll take the, the team at home less than a field goal short. Um. Yeah, this is a tough one,
1: too, because I like Denver coming into this season, and now I'm, like, pretty much completely against them. I don't love – I mean, Russ has been having an okay year. <sighs> I, but I I want I, I like rooting for Josh Dobbs, so I'm going to take the Vikings to keep the Josh Dobbs train rolling, and uh, and uh, hopefully they get a little bit of help from... Uh... Mm. Okay. Um, so I will take the Vikings. Next up is uh, the Eagles at the Chiefs on, on Monday night football. All right,
0: so yeah, we don't normally pick the Monday night game. Here's the deal. This is the game of the century of the year, so we're not going to not include it. It's also not a week where there's a lot of other good games, so it was kind of a no-brainer for us to include Chiefs-Eagles. So, I, I the other, I, the reason why we don't normally pick Monday Night Games is that we like to do the recap on Monday. By having a side bet this week, this is actually kind of fun, because we're now going to go into, like, Monday knowing whose reality is what for that game. So, just, just a fun thing about this. As far as the game itself is concerned, um, hey, I, um, I, Kansas City's at home. They're coming off their bye. Eagles obviously coming off the bye too. Kansas City's at home. You find it hard to believe that Kansas City is going to lose back-to-back games. And if they win, they're probably going to cover the two and a half. But I actually think the Eagles are better, right? Like, I think they're a better team. And you're getting points, Eagles is the pick.
7: It's where I came down. I got two football teams I think are good. I'm going to take the one that is getting points. And uh, I just think they're a more complete team on both sides of the ball. uh, The Eagles are. Uh, Easily be wrong, Kansas City at home is never a good bet. uh, It's never good to bet against. But I'm going to take the Eagles here.
1: Um, you're taking the Eagles as well, Glenn? Yes. Uh, yeah, I'm going to have to go against both of you guys. So, uh, in, so since 2007, there have been 24 Monday Night Football games with two teams having a win percentage over 75% in, uh, game number 10 or later in the season, and the home favorite of two, two or more points, uh, hits at a 65% rate. I guess it's not a great rate there, but either way, it's the Chiefs at home, and, uh, I like that stat, plus, uh, Taylor Swift, I think, is going to be there, so I will take, uh, the, the, the Kansas City fighting Travis Kelsey's.
0: Apparently the the Swift family and Kelsey family will be meeting. They're having like a Thanksgiving oh, on Monday night. Oh, that's so,
1: nice. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. So oh, all right. I'll take Chiefs by alt, alt line minus nine and a half. it's
7: not so, a Thanksgiving Day special? Uh,
1: um, I'm taking the Chiefs. On the Chiefs with me is Kyle, John Proctor, and uh, Ryan Shell, Andrew Stecca, and Jeremy Kahn. Okay. All right. Yeah. They're on my side. It's <laughs> the problem, Andrew. Fortunately or unfortunately. We'll somehow see.
0: they're picking all the same way, and Andrew Stick has been good this year, and Jeremy Khan hasn't been good. So
1: I don't, I don't know what to make of that. Final game uh, of the slate. It is tonight Cincinnati at Baltimore, and the Ravens, they are three and a half point favorites. I
0: have struggled with this one all week, but I ultimately fall to the Ravens are 7 and 0 at home on Monday Night Football, or sorry, on Thursday Night Football. Um, add into that. That it's a bad Bengals run defense, a Ravens runoff, a Ravens team that got away from the run and has been criticized and will probably overcompensate against the run. I like that matchup. And I'm buying in Mike McDonald's voodoo against the Bengals. I maybe I'll regret it, but I'm going with the Ravens.
7: I think I've I've emailed Griff twice today on on changes that I've made on this pick. Um I, I, I don't know. I don't I, I don't know what to believe right now. Um but I know that Cincinnati is without some key people, as are the Ravens. Um but the Ravens handled uh the pass rush the first time a long, long time ago. Uh and I think they I think they covered a the game. I, I, I really do. I went back and forth. I hate the I hate the hook. Um, the three and a half, um, but all the signs point me historical and everything point me towards the Ravens and a victory. So I'm going to hope they win by four and I'll stick with the Ravens.
1: Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, you guys are kind of talking me into the Ravens, but I, I can't do it. I think this is going to be you're good, ugly. You're getting
0: points with the good, desperate team.
1: Yeah, because um, it, it, I think it's going to be an ugly game. I think it's going to be it's prime time. I think it's going to be low scoring, and it's going to be the winner is going to win by a field goal. Um, hopefully that's the Ravens, and even if the Ravens do win by a field goal, that would mean the Bengals cover. Plus, the Bengals in their last 20 as a dog are 15-5 and five against the spread. Joe Burrow is 15-2. and two as an underdog of more than 3 points against the spread. Um so I like the I'm going to take the Bengals in this one. Hopefully the Ravens still win, but I think it's going to be a really really close game, so I'm taking the Bengals. Okay. Uh taking the Bengals with I, I, me. Go ahead. go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. No, go ahead. Go uh Bengals uh, is myself Paul Valley and uh, Dr. Nick Kelly. And that is it. We are right. the three on the Bengals.
0: Oh, man, that means I've got Jeremy and Andrew. Yeah. I don't know. If Did they pick the every game the same way this year? Uh, Georgia
1: and Tennessee, they swap yeah, because That's, that's Jeremy the only one. Jeremy how? I don't know
0: what's going on over
1: there. Don't know what's happening with
0: that. Yes, Ken, what were you going to say?
7: So so I have one question for the two of you. Over, under, five touches for Keaton Mitchell in the first quarter. Tonight. Oh,
0: I would probably take the – they're going to overcomp – wait, wait. you say the first quarter? Hmm.
7: First quarter. First quarter yeah, over on the five. I'd still probably minutes. take
0: the over. I, they're gonna overcomp. They're gonna do that. They're gonna overcompensate. They're gonna I do. Know it. They
7: are. Five's a lot. <laughs> that's why. That's why it's so so much fun. Because right, right. what you said was right. Like Cincinnati cannot stop the run this year. Um, and they're gonna overcompensate, and they're totally gonna overcompensate Mitchell. <laughs> uh, it's hundred
0: percent the way things are gonna go. All right, buddy. Uh, are you gonna join us tonight? As long as I'm not
7: asleep. Yes. All right. All right,
0: that'll be a so As long as they today. don't
7: put me to sleep with the boredom. Uh, yeah, yes.
0: I hope that's not the case. At Fans Fantasy uh, on uh, Twitter is how you follow them. Fantasy Pros as well and rankings every week at PressBoxOnline.com. Appreciate you, buddy. We'll talk to you. Uh, ooh, we'll have to figure out the plan for next week, but we'll let you know. Yeah, we'll right? figure it out. Well, right, when I'll
1: Ken's a loser, he's
7: going to have to come in to
1: eat oh, this That's burger, right. That's so. right. we got to do
7: that. All well, right. well, not, it depends what day. Wednesday, right. I'm
0: not available. All right. We'll, talk. we'll figure it out. Love you, dude. Okay, take care, guys. With Bye-bye. us here on uh, GCR, appreciate that. Uh, TJ Hushmanzada is going to join us, I hear. Uh, he was a—he uh, still believes the Bengals are the best team in the AFC North. I think he said that, however, before they lost the Texans game. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if that's changed anything.
1: Well, then he saw the Ravens lose as well. So It's true.
0: So I would imagine he's probably stuck with it. Maybe he felt <laughs> like the Browns had become the best team, and then they lost to Sean Watson, so that can't be the case.
1: Um. All right, we'll, we'll catch Maybe up. Maybe now he's completely flipped. He thinks the Steelers are the yeah, best. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's
0: like he defaults to the. Well, they're the only one that didn't lose. All right, we'll uh, talk to T.J. Hushmanzada coming up next. He's with Fox Sports, former uh, Bengals and Ravens wide receiver, so uh, an interesting person to get his perspective on tonight's game. We'll talk to him next, Glenn Clark Radio.
2: The latest edition of Press Box is available now. On the cover, Todd Karpovich profiles the Orioles' survivors, Anthony Santander, Austin Hayes, Cedric Mullins, and Ryan Mancastle, who all came from the previous regime but stuck through tough times to be key pieces in guiding the franchise back to prominence. Also inside, we remember the iconic Brooks Robinson with tributes from Jim Eneman and myself, Stan the Fan Charles, and a trip down memory lane to remember the most significant moments of his career. Plus, we meet players from college basketball programs, Programs around the state. Pressbox is available for free at over 500 area locations, including 60 Royal Farm stores, and you can always find the entire edition, as well as the best daily coverage of the Orioles, Ravens, and Terps at PressboxOnline.com.
0: Visit Hartford County. Gear up for the holidays by supporting local with Small Business Saturday on November 25th. Take in the dazzling sights of the season with A Ledoux Christmas at Ledoux Topiary Gardens. Enjoy holiday lights. Sing along the holiday songs. Reserve a carriage ride and sit on Santa's lap in Bel Air's Winter Wonderland, happening every Saturday from November 25th until December 16th. Nothing sparks that holiday joy quite like a festive parade. Head to visitharford.com and click on Events. To see the full list of parades and so much more in maryland you're welcome
3: gambling can be a fun and entertaining experience but there are risks involved if you're planning on betting on the game at the casino or on your phone or computer know your limit stay within it set a budget and a time to stop remember gambling isn't a financial solution and it doesn't mix well with alcohol or drugs know the risks and have a plan before you begin gambling For free and confidential services, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org.
1: There's so much focus on sports betting these days, but I want to talk about an area that nobody wants to gamble on, where you choose to go out and spend your hard-earned dollars to eat. The Costas Inn is no gamble at all. The quality on their menu is outstanding, and the value is off the charts with a great and varied list of specials Monday through Friday. And the staples of the menu, whether it's salads, burgers, fish, they're all fantastic. And I haven't even mentioned the crabs or crab cakes yet. So check out the menu for yourself at CostasInn.com. When choosing a place to dine, never gamble on the food you put in your belly. The Costa Inn at 4100 North Point Boulevard or call 410-477-1975 for reservations and your Steam Crab orders.
5: Come for a game, stay for everything else. Book an unforgettable fall getaway in Charm City. Enjoy only in Baltimore festivals, mouthwatering eats, and endless entertainment. Treat yourself to a staycation in the heart of downtown, or try one of the city's many charming neighborhood hotels. And don't miss out on packages for free parking, breakfast, and more. Plan your stay
6: at Baltimore.org hotels. Don't forget about Project Game Day after every Ravens game this season. It's kind of like this show, except Rita's also there, so I actually think it's pretty good. But hey, you're already here now, so why don't you go ahead and keep listening to gcr all right back in here on gcr as we continue along on a
0: thursday edition of the program ravens bengals game day don't forget tyus bowser show next tuesday next tuesday night the tyus bowser show will be at mother's north grill in timonium tyus and a special guest will join us Partnership at PressBox, Great 8's memorabilia. It's all brought to you by Superbook Sports, HelpMyGamblingProblem.org, and A.J. Michaels' Tyus Bowser Show next Tuesday night, Mother's North Grill in Timonium. Come hang out with us. Well, it's Ravens-Bengals tonight, and who better to talk about the Ravens and the Bengals than a former Raven and Bengal. Of course, you now see him on Fox Sports Hear him on Fox Sports Radio. He is a good guy, T.J. Hushmanzada, and he is back with us now here on GCR. T.J., it's Glenn in Baltimore. It's great to catch up with you, man. Thank you for taking a couple of minutes for us this morning.
10: Yeah, no problem. How y'all doing?
0: Everything is good here, man. So everybody here was hot and bothered last week because they saw you on TV saying that you thought the Bengals were the best team in the AFC North, and you acknowledged a little bit that, like, you know, the people associate you with the Bengals. But did you genuinely feel that way, or are you just playing up for your home fans?
10: Man, I don't know what to believe now after this past <laughs> week. I don't know.
0: Yeah. You might have defaulted <laughs> to the know. Browns, and so they don't have team. a quarterback. It,
10: it, it, it may be the Cleveland Browns, but without Deshaun Watson, is yeah. that the case? This this division has always been tough. Honest, If, if I'm being honest, I, I don't know. Um, but if I needed a drive and, and I needed a team... Uh, to go win the game, I would for sure take the Bengals. And and so you just don't know. You know, the Ravens have been banged up a little bit. Marlon Humphrey, he won't play tonight. Ronnie Stanley looks like he's not going to play tonight. The Bengals really need this win if they want to get into the playoffs. And and so it's going to be a tough game because the Ravens just blew a big lead against Cleveland, so they're going to be motivated as well. So it's perfect football.
0: You know, you you touch on a couple of things that are relevant to me about tonight, TJ. Like, one, I think that we saw this from Cleveland last week. That was a desperate team. That was a team that came into that game feeling like, if we don't win this, the, the division's over, right? Like, forget it. Um, and they played like it. And to your point, as crazy as it is to say this about a Bengals team that I think everybody still believes is a viable Super Bowl contender, like, if they were to lose tonight, the division is essentially over, and we're not even at Thanksgiving yet. How much do you think that impacts them, that level of desperation coming into tonight?
10: It's, it's huge. They, they can't afford to lose if they want to still win the division. They win this game tonight. And in essence, they control their own destiny because they play the Steelers twice yep. and they play the Browns again. And so for the Bengals, they have no other choice but to win. And when you look at it, Ronnie Stanley ain't, isn't playing Trey Hendrickson is coming back to play after missing Sunday's game against the Texans. And so I don't believe T. Higgins will play, which I that that's going to hurt the Bengals. But that desperation that they know will be there, I, I believe that will play a huge part in the game.
0: So, TJ, you mentioned that if you needed one team and one quarterback to go make a drive, it would be Joe Burrow and the Bengals. And I completely get that why is there not the same level of faith in Lamar Jackson, right, given everything? It's, it's, an, it's an interesting topic that I've been discussing this week because we haven't seen Lamar in as many fourth-quarter duels over the years, but that's typically because they've built up big leads and they've played from ahead. Why, why are we reluctant to give him the same amount of credit for how he plays in the first three quarters versus how other quarterbacks play in the fourth?
10: It's not more so that he can't do it. It's that Joe has done it on the biggest of stages in the playoffs. That's fair. I, I think that's probably what Joe has accomplished that Lamar hasn't. I mean, Lamar was a unanimous MVP. Yep. When when you compare it to, it's no slight on Lamar because Lamar is one of the best quarterbacks in the league. But when when you talk about doing it on the biggest stage, your team needs you to take them down the field, and Joe has done that. Now, whether they won the game or not, whether the defense um, kept the lead or not, Joe has shown he can do it. and I don't know if Lamar can do it. We, with this offense, with Todd Monkey now, and the way they're playing, you would say, yeah, highest completion percentage he's ever had, um, throwing the ball much better. You would say, yeah, he probably can do it. But me standing and him doing it is two different things. Me believing he can do it and him going out and doing it is, is completely different. And so until he does it, we will all take the guy that we've seen and we know can do it.
0: You, point, you, know, you pointed out, obviously, the Ravens struggled last week and they blew a big lead. And there's this weird you know, kind of thing that's been going on the last two seasons. It's been pointed out. The Ravens have been uh, seven times with a healthy Lamar Jackson. They have lost games in which they had, according to ESPN, at least a 75% chance of winning in the fourth quarter. And they haven't all been you know, multi-score leads. Some of them have just been games where they, like they played the Colts earlier this year, and they, nobody thought that they should be losing to Gardner Minshew. And when you've got the ball in any lead in the fourth quarter, you feel like you should win that game. One of the things that's been asked is player leadership, right? Like you were in Baltimore around a time where there were a lot of A personalities on that team. It, are you concerned at all that the Ravens maybe don't have – those guys, they got really good football players, but do they have the right A personalities in those moments to make sure that they don't continue to have these types of blown leads?
10: I'm not in that locker room, so I couldn't answer that for sure, but I've met Marlon Humphries. 100% he's a leader on that team. Yeah, and So there's no question about it. I met him, spent some time with him. He's a leader on that team. Offensively, I don't know you. Would assume Lamar would have that leadership. I, I don't know, but I, I would assume things happen. You know, when you play the Colts and Gardner Minshew, oh, we're gonna win this game, and right. so you tend to relax, and then you realize you're the dogfight, and you you try to turn it on, and then you go to let man, that Cleveland Browns defense is tough. I mean, that's not a hard defense. I mean, that's not an easy defense to play against, and so they present so many problems with the way. They attack the quarterback the way they get off the ball, and they're so aggressive. And so it happens. But, I'm again, I'm not in the locker room, but I do know from being around Marlon Humphreys that he's a leader on that team. And Harbaugh is one of the best head coaches in the National Football League, and this is why, since he's been the coach of the Ravens, they're always good. And, and so if they are devoid of player leadership, um, which I don't believe is the case, is not going for that, man. Harbaugh is a fantastic head coach.
0: So let me go back to the Bengals for a second. TJ Hushman Zada is with us to the point, you know, I think everybody was feeling the same way going into last week, where everybody was like, man, the Bengals are the Bengals again, and everything is fine, and they are just the same threat that they always were to win the Super Bowl. And then they lose at home to the Texans. And look, part of it is CJ Stroud obviously looks like a buzzsaw right now. Like that dude. When people start having the conversation about could he be MVP, I don't think it's going to happen, but, like, it's non-zero to me, man. He's been that good. But was there anything else about that game that alarmed you? Was it just that they ran into this sort of phenomenon, this buzzsaw that is C.J. Stroud? Or was there anything else about that that alarmed you about the Bengals?
10: I mean, it's kind of the same thing. When the Bengals lose, it's uh, Joe is under pressure a little bit more than you would like. Um, not really being able to get the big stop. The defense has played extremely well. But when you're missing your two best edge rushers, it's going to be tough. You know, uh, Tyler Boyd dropped the touchdown. We all going to drop balls. It happens. It just sucks that it happened at that time. But in essence, Joe took the offense down the field, and it was up to the defense to hold them. They couldn't. Those type of things happen. But it it was a... it was a surprise, to say the least, because of the way the Bengals had been playing of late. To lose to a rookie quarterback, to get down, come back tight a game, and then give up that drive. But the Texans and D'Amico Ryan's that defensive front, they, they put pressure on you and they early in the game. And often they had Joe and that Bengals offensive line uh, on their heels.
0: We're hoping that the same thing could happen. We're hoping that that can be replicated tonight. We know it's not easy. I'm guessing that if you're, be- you know, when you're back on speak, the answer is now the best team in the AFC North is whoever wins tonight's game. Correct?
10: <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I would have to. whoever wins tonight, you would think has a leg up, and and again, I'm not even bringing in Pittsburgh because they continue to find a way to win. okay, wait a second.
0: How do we talk about that, though? Like, how do we have the conversation about the team that, to your point, has the record that they have, and we can't be dismissive of them, but we want to be dismissive of them because we know they're offensively not that good. Like, how do we talk about the Pittsburgh Steelers in this conversation?
10: Because the NFL is a game of complementary football. If you have one side of the ball that – can't hold their own weight, but eventually it's going to show. And so offensively, the Steelers, they have a hard time scoring a the football. They have a hard time moving the football, let alone scoring points. And so that eventually, when you play the Ravens who have the defense, they have the Browns and these other teams, where are the points going to come from? You know, and so you, you go back to when they played the Browns early in the season, they scored more points on defense than they did on offense. That doesn't happen often in the National Football League. And so this is why this division is so tough. And, yes, whoever wins tonight, um, I believe will and should win the division. But this roller coaster of a season, you never know.
0: Man, it is a weird year, too. I want to bring up a theory, TJ, before I let you go, if I could, because it's something we're going to talk about a little bit more later in the show. I have campaigned. The last couple of years that I think it's insane that we've just made the NFL MVP award, nothing other than who's the quarterback of the best team, because I feel like we like we miss the year that, you know, Josh Allen stunk and Stefan Diggs showed up and suddenly the Bills had the best offense in football. And like we weren't allowed to talk about, hey, maybe that means that Stefan Diggs is the most valuable player in football. Like we weren't allowed to have a conversation and everybody stink eyed me when I kept asking the question. Um, this year, like none of the quarterbacks have separate. We all know how good they are, but none of them are having the like cartoonish seasons that we've seen some quarterbacks have of late. Like we certainly see the impact, that, say, an AJ Brown has in Philadelphia, or a Tyreek Hill has in Miami, or you know, boy, the 49ers look awfully different when Christian McCaffrey's on the field and when he isn't. Is this the year that we should talk about a non-quarterback finally factoring into the MVP conversation?
10: Oh, you can talk about it, but isn't isn't it isn't gonna change anything. Yeah. Like in essence, the MVP has become exactly what you said. The quarterback on the perceived best team. That's just what it is now. And offensive player of the year will go to all the guys that you just named that just, isn't a quarterback. It's just so lazy. And, and so I've said this so many times on my podcast that The quarterbacks get elevated, and when they're not playing well or they're not doing well, they don't have enough help. They need help, and when you get them to help and they play well, oh, they're the MVP now, not the other guys that were brought in to help them. That's just the way it is now because the quarterback position has been elevated so much, and is important. But if that left tackle doesn't block, how important is the quarterback? The receiver doesn't catch the ball. How important is the quarterback? Football is a game where you need all 11 doing their job, and so I don't think um, that will change. In essence, sense, it's the best quarterback and offensive player of the year is the best um, skill position player. That's that's what it's come to.
0: Man, it's just so lazy to me. Like I don't. Why can't we have a actually talk like humans instead of just falling into group think uh tj i'm going to be screaming at a cloud for years i'm that old and, I, and
10: i agree with you because i said this myself so we're we're on the same page I, with that i appreciate that brother
0: um all right uh you mentioned the podcast obviously we see on tv what all can we get plugs in for tj oh
10: no no no, no. I, I just whatever you guys like to watch listen to so be it man <laughs> I, I just like to talk football it's fun for me
0: hey man it's the first person i've ever asked that's been like if you don't want to watch it don't watch I, yeah, for sure. I, I pre- It's what I deal with when people tell me they don't like a topic that I'm discussing on my radio show. I'm like, you know what I never did? I never called the Oprah show and said, pick a different topic. I just changed the channel. I just there watched something else. There you go. If you don't like what we're doing here, all good. Check in tomorrow. We'll be doing something else. That's the way that it goes. Uh, at TJHush84 is how you follow him on a Twitter uh, or on Instagram and just at Hush84 on Twitter. Uh, TJ, man, I really enjoy this every time you take time for us. Thanks so much. I know you're a busy man. Really appreciate you doing this, dude.
10: Nah, you, you guys take care. I appreciate it.
0: TJ Hushmanzada, former uh, Ravens and Bengals wide receiver. Some interesting thoughts.
10: The desperation
0: part definitely sits with me going into tonight. Like, that part of this is a factor. And griffin picking the bengals and saying i'm getting points with a desperate team that has joe burrow as their quarterback like i get it i completely get it i'm worried about that In a I I for the record i would not bet american dollars on tonight's football game i'll take the under i will i think yeah you're going to continue your prime time unders <sighs> and and again if you're going to continue to take the unders then you like the idea that it's going to be a closer scoring
1: game right like if
0: What's the, what is the number for tonight? Remind. I believe me it was forty six,
1: which still seems high. Or actually, it might have been forty seven yesterday. I will uh,
0: see what uh, the old
1: super book says. 47
0: is like a 27-20
1: game. Uh, I don't see that. I don't see if even that. I don't, high. I don't. I mean, it was 27-24 I mean, in I'm, the first I'm game. I'm thinking. Right? I'm thinking of last year's Sunday night game when it was nineteen sixteen. You yeah. know, like I see that being the way this goes. I or 23-20
0: even. I still like, think this is a better Ravens offense than that, but to the point, I think they're gonna want to run the ball tonight. And like that could be the
1: It is forty six and a half now.
0: Forty six and
1: a half. That that could be
0: the turd in the punch bowl for the over betters as if the Ravens really are completely committed to running the ball tonight, knowing how bad the Bengals run run defense is. I just don't, don't understand like they lost like I understand why they took a step back at safety. We were talking about that with Rocky Boyman yesterday. Like I understand why they took a step back there. I don't understand why they've been so bad against the run this year. I don't get that at all. If you want to join Griffin in continuing to go with the primetime unders philosophy, go do that right now at Superbook.com. Download the Superbook app. When you do, use the code glennclark 23 when you sign up, and you will receive up to $250 in that same-day first-bet match. So... Let's just say you throw $250 at the under tonight. You win, you're getting because I'm assuming it's about a minus, minus 110, Correct. right? I'm guessing. Correct. So you're getting almost $250 and you're getting $250 in a same day first bet match. You're getting free $250 worth of free bets. If you lose, it'll be a bummer cuz you lost out on that 250 bucks. But you'll still get $250 worth of free bets to bet the rest of the primetime unders moving forward. You going to do it on Monday night, by the way? Chiefs-Eagles, two teams coming off a bye? That one I, made, You're uh, gonna bet the I under may in that sit one? Back in, uh, You're going to choose to pass on yeah, betting the yeah. under
1: in that one? Probably some Travis Kelsey prop bets since we know yeah. Taylor oh, will be there. Um, and then hopefully I can just sit back and enjoy, you know? I'm starting to think
0: they should do an alternate broadcast on Monday night Like if you don't want any Taylor Swift content. If so, you, I'll avoid that there's, one. There's, there's, there's the major. Like, they do the Manning cast, but instead, yeah. for Monday night, it's just here's the broadcast that's not about Taylor Swift. Again, I don't hate Taylor Swift. I just don't care. That's it.
1: Sounds like you, you better be careful. I don't care. They're
0: going to come after you. Oh, they can come after me all they want. We, we can talk. There's stuff that that's worth coming after me for. Her, that folk album was dreadful, it was awful. And this country's so stupid, they gave her album of the year. It's not even that it wasn't. It was bad. It was a bad album. And they gave her album of the year at the Grammys because, again, this is just groupthink. No longer, we are no longer capable of having conversations. We just fall into Taylor Swift good. No, that wasn't. It was bad music. We just can't. We, we're not capable of doing it. It's like we're not capable of um, doing a lot of things. It's just, a, a again, old man yelling at Cloud. All right, Uh, we continue along here on a Thursday edition of Glenn Clark Radio as we get ready for Ravens-Bengals tonight. Uh, Man, I saw that our next guest was going to be hanging out at the Jimmy Seafood tailgate party tonight, the tailgoat, and I said, wait a second, that's my buddy, that's my friend. And, of course, it's been awesome all season long to see him as part of uh, Amazon's coverage of Thursday Night Football as he will kick it off once again tonight course with his legendary tune ain't nothing wrong with that i love this man in fact i don't even know if he knows this but once upon a time i danced on stage with him at in DeKalb, illinois at a little festival he was playing at called the i don't even remember what the festival was called but this man is the great robert randolph and he is back with us here on gcr robert it's glenn it's always good to catch up brother thanks for taking a couple of minutes for us
8: What's up, brother? How you doing,
0: man? Everything is good, man. This is awesome. First of all, how did this whole thing come about? I I know you've done sports themes, and everybody knows that you are – you're basically a New York sports insider, right? Like, your your Twitter account is way more about the Knicks and the Giants than it is about music in any way. But but this is a this is a big deal, right? Like, getting the opportunity every week. How did this come about that you got hooked up doing the theme for Amazon?
8: Well, the thing for Amazon and Thursday Night Football, you know, they were sort of looking to see how they could um, – you know, be a little different from uh, Sunday night and Monday night football, and they 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 were kind of searching for, you know, somebody that wasn't really country, that wasn't really hip hop, and I said, hey, it's little old me over here, it's Robert Randolph, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so they were like, yeah, that's right, man, you got that great song that sort of brings everybody together. Called ain't nothing wrong with that, and. And uh, I mean, because they were getting to actually pitched like some of the biggest artists in the world, you know, all of the big people. And they chose little old me because my song ain't nothing wrong with that speaks to love and happiness and everybody. and all walks of life and getting together in the world and having a great time. So here I am on the big TV spot and we got it, you know,
0: dude. So, you know, this is this blows my mind, too. That song is nearly two decades old at this point.
9: And Bro. it
0: still has, <laughs> like, I'm tell- I-, I remember hearing that song for the first time, like, whoa, this is a game changer. Because I had seen you live and your live stuff, but, like, I was like, this dude is about to be a superstar of superstars. And I, <laughs> over, the, like, I over, yep. the, over the years, this is a straight shoot, man, there have been football players that have seen that, like, you were coming on my show, and they've been like, you uh-huh. tell that dude that, like, my daughter danced to that song at her dance recital. Like (laughs) the way this song has stood and has been so significant for so long. I I know you've done so many things, but how significant has it been for you knowing the impact that it has had on so many people?
8: Matt, you know, it's really great. It's kind of funny because we, uh, you know, uh, one of the producers that I worked with in Nashville at the time, he was telling us how he came to a, you know, him and his buddies came to a show in Nashville And they had never seen that diverse of a crowd. He was like, man, everybody was there. Because what happened, days before that, we had already started writing a song. And so, and I think it was actually about a girl or something at the time. And then it came to the show and he was like, no, man, this song needs to be more, you know, needs to have more impact. Because, man, we just saw an audience like with hippies and old people and old black people old white people right. country people <laughs> young exactly. people college kids and so he was so we rewrote the song the uh, literally like the next day at the studio and here we are all of these years later you know it's been used in movies commercials and the crowd loves it and it's really been a sort of a blessing for me to to be able to uh you know, have that appreciate, you know, be appreciated by so many people worldwide. So has the, I'm happy. Has the
0: Amazon thing like brought a new, you know, like have have you looked out and seen like an entire new group of fans or a new group of people that oh, maybe, yeah.
8: yeah. Oh yeah, man. It's been really like, you know, people calling every day and, and trying to figure out like, Hey, can we get you to come do this? Can we get you to do that? And I'm kind of like, I'm actually finishing up a new record right now in oh, LA. I got I a lot that. to play Oh, that's gonna be great, man. We 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 literally almost done. Uh, probably, I'm actually flying to L. A. on Monday to kind of finish, do the finish and touches of that. So that'll be out early spring, and um, yeah, it's gonna be great, man. You know, I'm working on it with uh, Shooter Jennings, you know, who's Waylon awesome. Jennings' son, yeah. who's a who's a great. You know, everybody thinks he's a country guy, but he's, he's a rock and roll cat, you know?
11: <laughs> dude, dude,
0: that's so cool. Robert Randolph is with us. He's going to be at the Tailgoat tonight. So, okay, this part of it, you and I have talked a ton over the years. You, everybody knows you're a Giants fan, but you've got, fam- yeah. like, so you've got tons of family, the Davis family, right?
8: Around here. The, the and Davis and the Randolph family. We're here in Baltimore. They are big Ravens fans. They're big Ravens fans. They talk a lot of smack. You know, it's just so funny because one of my great one of my great aunts actually told me. She was like, Mama and Daddy, she's like had us move here in nineteen forty eight. So they so they've been in Baltimore since nineteen forty eight. They moved from Virginia to Baltimore. So my family's been here since you know, nineteen forty eight. Wow, man. And I know <laughs> my, how much- my, my father my father was born here. You know, all of his brothers and sisters were born here. And As a little kid, you know, I was subject. I had to go. They would leave us inside the wire. You know, that's what that's where they all live, <laughs> the wire.
0: <laughs> See, you know what I appreciate yeah. about this most, as and, and it, becoming friends with you, I, I keep telling this every time. I was an obsessed Robert Randolph fan, so it's so wild that we've developed a friendship over the years. But oh, what's, man. what's best about it is because... There are so many artists that are just like, yeah, we're coming to town. We'll be in D.C. And I'm like, oh, great. You, every <laughs> time, go out of your way to actually play in Baltimore at Artscape or it was at Wrecker last yeah. time or at Ramshead. Like, I yeah. am so
10: grateful
0: for the fact that you've got family here that you've gone out of your way to make sure you didn't just say like, oh, we came to the Mid-Atlantic. No, you actually come to Baltimore and play here and that has been made all the difference for me in wanting to go out and see a hundred robert randolph shows in my life
8: bro let me tell you something i travel all around the country and i was just telling the driver last night that baltimore and philly are like literally like the last two like east coast blue-collar cities where it's just like everybody just it's kind of like just mixed in and it's like hard nose and. I was just telling the guy last night, I said, man, Baltimore is like, there's no city like Baltimore. It's just, you know, you got people, everybody's going to the same restaurants, bars, hanging out, all this history here. So, you know, it's, you know, you got to play Baltimore, man. It's like, it's its own animal, you know.
0: It is. Baltimore <laughs> is decidedly real, is the way that I put it. Like you are, there is no pretentiousness in our city. Like you are getting, oh. you're getting what you're getting, dude. <laughs> like,
8: that's it. You, yeah. that's, right? You know, oh. as, a, uh, as a as a guy just told me, like, man, you got to come here. You know. You come here and get you some ham hocks, man. You know, <laughs> you <can. laughs> All right, so you're doing the tail
0: goat tonight. Um, uh, we love Jimmy's. They're our friends. And Yeah, uh, man. That I don't know how that came about. I don't know what the plans are for tonight. I am angry that I have to work and that I am not able to just go hang out. But um, you're, yeah. you're, you're,
8: you're going to play some tunes? Yeah, we right? just yeah, I'm going to play with, with the DJ guys, Cash Cash. And it's just going to be a party, man. We're just going to have a time I'm, i just figured i'll come and you know i've been doing it a few times doing this thursday night football run kind of getting with a bunch of the the local uh parties going to hang out in the uh and the and the stadium tailgates hanging with players and talking and jamming and doing meet and greets so you know i actually you know who you know set this up was our buddy marco Berge from OLR. oh that's my guy i love that
0: guy yeah that's awesome he said yo
8: yeah, he said, yo, man, Jimmy Seafood, man. We were actually on our way from their Ocean's Caller Festival. Yeah. We, we went home together back to New York, and and we talked about it. He's like, you got to go hang out with my buddy Jimmy Seafood, and uh, they got a crazy tail goat party. I said, let's do it.
10: Bro. So here
8: we are today, and I've been playing it with Jimmy's, and, you know, go Ravens tonight
0: bro that is it ah, is so cool oh
8: man that what a
0: what a wild time that was in ocean city man like what a cool yeah you know, all the credit in the world to those guys for having the vision for something and man yeah that, that
8: was special bro no man they pulled it they pulled it through it was a great festival and you know because I, I you know me and marco bear just close and we you know those guys had that vision for a long time don't forget like last year was supposed to be the opening year with Dave Matthews and it got rained out with the storm and all of that that happened there. So I was so happy that they stuck with it and had the faith. And um, it was a great year this year, man. We had, we had a great time, man. I mean, the whole festival from, 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 from doors to the, you know, from one o'clock all the way up until the last band, everybody had great sets. It was big crowds for every single artist. And I'm, I'm
0: happy for those guys. I'm going to need that to happen with Dave Matthews and you again because I, there is a video. I, I have, like, a, I have a, pl- a YouTube playlist that I use at the gym, and there is a uh, Red Rocks video of you guys doing Louisiana Bayou together that I swear to God, I watch, like, at least once a week, man. Like, it gives me that much <laughs> joy. It is one of my favorite <laughs> things that, uh, that you guys ever did uh, was working together on that, man. That, that is special. Uh, all all right. right, man. Thank you so much, brother. So, convince me why. We had a great time. Yo, bro. Convince me why it's <laughs> going to be different for the Knicks this year. Convince me of that. Convince you what? Convince me why it's going to be different for the Knicks this year.
8: Well, you know what, man? You know what? The Knicks, the Knicks are just getting better. King, King Julius Randle, you know, who, who gets a lot of hate from a lot of people around the league. He's, he's going to continue. He's going to move his way up to second team, all NBA. The Knicks will get to the conference finals, you know, uh, not the finals this year. The next year we'll be in the finals. So Knicks are going to rule the Eastern mm. Conference, you know, mm. after, next, after this coming season. man, We're going to get us a superstar.
0: <laughs> I've heard that from you a time or two. Yeah. I keep hearing that every year. Yeah, man. This is the year that you're going to land somebody, and I keep waiting. Well,
8: hey, no, that's all right. Listen, we were patient. We've grown as a team. The Knicks are going to be powerhouses next year. we got eight got 1st first-round draft picks. So we're going to get us a superstar. Uh, it's about their time. We've been, all been facing. Uh, the, world, the world has been watching the Knicks fans suck for a long time, and we're <laughs> back. <laughs> all right.
0: Uh, Robert Randolph tonight, the tailgoat with our friends at Jimmy's. I don't even know if there are tickets available, honestly, because they tend to sell those things out pretty quickly. Uh, they are wild yeah. parties uh
8: nah, i think it's all sold out yeah i okay. think but uh hey everybody come you listen come come flood the area man let's go <laughs> yeah you'll be able to hear
0: it as you're getting down just wander over towards uh they do it at Hammerjacks, so just wander over in that direction you can hear some beautiful tunes
8: uh when the- yeah man we're gonna be the- hey listen i was hoping the ravens would get saquon barkley in a trade from the Giants. <laughs> it makes two of us uh yeah, no, but the Giants wanted to keep Saquon, around, and you see how we're the worst team in the league. Yeah, so,
0: right. Great call. Yeah. Great call. Partnering up with a kid that's living at home playing quarterback. Partnering <laughs> up with a right. Great call. Oh, gosh. dude, It's been horrible, man. It's been <laughs> horrible. That's brutal. Uh, Robert, love love, <laughs> you. love, you, brother. Uh, can't wait to hear the new album. You know we'll be in Thanks, touch. Thanks, Thanks for taking a couple minutes this morning, man.
8: All right, guys. Thank you a lot, that, man.
0: That's Robert Randolph, uh, a genius. I mean, like, literally a genius. And you, of course, when you hear the theme song for Thursday Night Football, you're like, oh, right, him. He's your favorite musician's favorite musician. He's brilliant. He's, I don't even have the words to describe uh, the greatness of Robert Randolph, but that's really cool that uh, he's going and uh, hooking that up tonight here in Baltimore. All right, uh, today's show also brought to you by the Stay the Fan Variety Hour. Uh, later on today... Facebook.com slash PressBoxSports, you'll see Stan the Fan uh, connecting with John Eisenberg, of course, the author of Rocket Men, which is a great book about the history of black quarterbacks in the NFL. Every Monday, Stan, Ross, and Luke Jackson, of course, Ross Grimsley, get together to talk baseball. Again, Facebook.com slash PressBoxSports, YouTube.com slash PressBoxOnline, PressBoxOnline.com slash video. Still to come today, that theory that I have, we were talking about it with TJ Hushman Zada. I'm going to run it by Mike Sando. I know he agrees. It's time to talk about
5: non-quarterbacks as MVP. We'll discuss that next. It's Glenn Clark Radio.
0: and use the promo code Clark 23 this football season with Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com for terms and conditions. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER.
4: Six chicken tenders made from fresh, never frozen Royal Farms world famous chicken. A family sized order of western fries, honey mustard dipping sauce, and a two liter bottle of Dr. Pepper. It's Royal Farms New Tucker's Tenders Meal. It's Justin Tucker's favorite and at only $19.99, it'll be your favorite meal too. The New Tucker's Tenders Meal. Available only at royal farms now you can kick back relax and eat like a champion real fresh real fast royal farms
3: gambling can be a fun and entertaining experience but there are risks involved if you're planning on betting on the game at the casino or on your phone or computer know your limit stay within it set a budget and a time to stop it remember gambling isn't a financial solution and it doesn't mix well with alcohol or drugs know the risks and have a plan before you begin gambling for free and confidential services call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org
9: what's up everyone it's Ty's bowser and i've had so much fun hanging out with rita A partnership, a press box, and great ace memorabilia.
0: The next Tyus Bowser Show is Tuesday, November 21st at Mother's North Grill in Timonium. It's brought to you by Superbook Sports, AJ Michaels, and HelpMyGamblingProblem.org.
2: What company has the expertise to make your home healthier by purifying your air and killing all viruses, allergens, and bacteria? AJ Michaels, heating and air conditioning in Baltimore and Annapolis, AJMichaels.com.
5: Make the most out of it every day in your Toyota RAV4. Available in hybrid or gas-only models, a RAV4 can get you where you want to go in style. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new RAV4s from your local Toyota dealer today.
6: Make sure you're tuned in every Tuesday for PressBox Fantasy Football Analyst Joe Serpico to get you ready for your Waiver Wire Wednesday, brought to you by Live Casino and Hotel. And if you have other fantasies you want fulfilled, subscribe to Glenn and Jeremy Kahn's OnlyFans page at... Wait, are people supposed to know about that? I... I
0: this is this is the greatest story of all time. Like I, I I'm not a politics guy, everybody knows that. But it just came across my the um the House of Representatives has filed their ethics report about George Santos. And this dude, on top of everything else, apparently used campaign funds to pay for OnlyFans, Ooh. Botox and at Sephora on October 21st 2022, Redstone's bank account received a $25,000 wire from an account affiliated with contributor two. From there $25,000 dollars was transferred from Redstone's account to representative Santos's personal checking account on October 26 2022, Redstone's bank account received a $25,000 wire from an affiliate account affiliated with contributor one. On the same date, the $25,000 was transferred from Redstone to a different personal checking account owned by Representative Santos. After the $50,000 from Redstone was deposited into Representative Santos' personal accounts, the funds were used to, among other things, pay down personal credit card bills and other debt, make a $4,127 purchase at Hermes. I don't know what Hermes oh, is. Oh, that's another
1: know? like designer brand. Okay.
0: Okay. And for smaller purchases at OnlyFans, Sephora, and for meals and for parking, the ISC did not find evidence showing that the contributions received from contributors, uh, contributors one and two, were used to support Representative Santos's candidacy.
1: Well, I don't know. This is... I, you
0: almost have to give the guy
8: credit at right, some uh, point. Like the, maybe this like does support his candidacy. It's in, yeah,
1: right. <laughs>
0: the old discretionary funds. Right. Um like, you almost have to hand it to him at some point. I It's crazy that I'm saying that because, like, I should be the guy that says, like, no.
1: unbelievable.
0: But, this like, sucks. Jesus Christ, man. The guy is a complete fraud, knows he's a complete fraud, and it's just like, yeah. And I'm going to keep doing it
1: anyway. How much of it went to OnlyFans? Every, it said the rest of. Yeah, it, it, sm- it, it said no smaller s-
0: purchases. Oh, okay. Smaller purchases at OnlyFans, Sephora, and for meals and for parking. So he wasn't using too much on OnlyFans for what it's worth. Just just some of it was going to OnlyFans. This guy just doesn't care. Like, he just doesn't. I mean, I, and I get it, right? When you're baseball's all-time leading home run hitter and, you know, you won 17 Grammy Awards, I can understand why maybe you're a little detached from reality. The Dude, it's just like, I'm going to keep doing it. <laughs> you ain't going to do nothing about it. And then somebody's going to go talk to him today, and he's going to say something like, yeah, well, you know, I made mistakes. I
1: guess I should have spent more. <laughs> it's unbelievable, man.
0: It's It really is one of the greatest stories of all time. Like, it's... I don't know how to describe it. Only in America, baby. Only in America can something like this happen. It is incredible. Christian football. It's true. Representative Santos. It's true. Yeah. America's teams. That's who we've got here. You just got to... <laughs> Got no choice but the root for them. That's the way that it goes. No choice but the root for those guys. All right, we continue along here in hour number two of GCR. You want to tell everybody what's going on at Live Casino and Hotel Griffin?
1: Yeah, over at a uh, Live Casino and uh, Hotel Maryland. If luck wasn't on your side, I took uh, Loyola basketball last night. Just mm, yeah, wasn't rough didn't one. work out. But fortunately, over at the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel Maryland, I can turn those losses into winning opportunities with the Second Chance to Win promotion. Between now and January fourth, twenty twenty four, all Live Casino and Hotel Maryland rewards members will be will be able to enter their losing bet slips into the Second Chance. To win drum and then two nights a week, twenty different winners will be chosen. Prizes ranging from live casino and hotel Maryland apparel, sports and social ultimate happy hour, plus cash and free play worth up to five hundred dollars. Drawings will be held every Thursday and Monday over at the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel Maryland. Adirondal Mills must be twenty-one. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call one-eight-hundred-gambling.
0: Uh, John Proctor asks a good question: Does paying an OnlyFans subscription count? as supporting a local small business because that's a hell of an argument to make. I mean, you gotta make sure... I don't I don't know if it was local that's right, the problem, right? Like, do you think it was really... What does he represent? Staten Island, something like that, right? Like, do you think it was really... There's well, a it chance. It wouldn't be women. He's not interested in women, so it would have to... I'm, he's not. Like, that's that We know that uh, you Well, of course. What do we know? Because is anything... That's a great point. Is he even gay? I don't even know if he's gay. How would I know? Like... Nothing's real about this guy, Uh, but I don't know that he would have specifically chosen a Staten Island-based OnlyFans. I I won a very small pot related to something in our fantasy football league a couple years ago. It was like a side bet that we did, and I think it was like a fifty dollars pot or something like that. Okay, like most points scored in the league, yeah. Whatever whatever it was, uh, yeah. And uh, the commissioner was like, "Well, do you want me to give you? you What do you want me to? How do you want me to give you the money?" And I was like, "I tell you what." Go find a nice local young lady we can support, and then share the password with everybody. <laughs> Just say if you would like to. And I think I looked one time, and I was what? like, you know, she's lovely, good for her. I'm glad we supported a local small business. What a hero you are! I'm glad
1: the do that, the right? community.
0: I'm glad we. I'm glad that's how we chose to spend <laughs> that money. Is supporting a nice local uh, entrepreneur, right? Someone. Who's trying to pick themselves up. That's the route that we went. Uh, all right, other people got in. A lot of people are angry about T.J. zada saying that Joe Burrow has done it on the biggest stage because the biggest stage is the Super Bowl. I Again, the, it, the context there that's missing, I understood what he said, which is that Joe Burrow has done it in the playoffs. And again, while we can say Lamar Jackson has won a playoff game, the reality is that Joe Burrow has been a better playoff quarterback to say like that, that winning winning playoff games only matters if you're winning the super bowl I, you know we're gonna we're gonna work ourselves into a shoot here i i there is a relevant argument to be made that maybe we give joe burrow too much credit credit as a playoff quarterback when he's never won a super bowl there's an argument to be made for there but we also know that we can delineate there is a difference between Joe Burrow's playoff success and Lamar Jackson's playoff success. That's relevant. I would also say, if if you presented me the same question, wh- you got to win one game, one drive, two minutes left, who would you rather have, the Ravens or the Bengals? Well, given who it is that Joe Burrow is throwing the ball to, as much as I like Rashad Bateman and I like... I'd still rather have Jamar Chase and a healthy T Higgins. Mark Andrews is obviously a better tight end, but I would probably still default in that scenario that T.J. Hushmanzada painted the who do you want for one drive to win one game. It's not as obvious to me as it might be to other people because, again... I significantly believe in Lamar Jackson. But look over there at what he's working with. Joe Burrow plus Jamar Chase plus T. Higgins plus Tyler Boyd, one drive, you know, nameless, faceless opponent. Yeah, I'm probably going to pick the Bengals. If Lamar Jackson had Joe Burrow's cast, if it was Lamar Jackson with Jamar Chase, T Higgins and Tyler Boyd, I'd probably pick Lamar, the rate the you know whatever team that was. But I probably agree with the way that TJ Hushman Zada presented the thought process. Does that make them the best team in the AFC North? No. But we're going to get a definitive answer about that tonight. That's the reality. Like that's at stake tonight. Whoever wins tonight defaults into the role of and it doesn't matter because they don't give you a Conference title until the end of the year, but whoever wins the night defaults into team to beat in the AFC North. And I, I get it. The Steelers are still in the conversation, and they'll probably win again this week. But I, I, I can't do it. I just can't keep doing that. All right, uh, we continue along on a Thursday edition of the program. Ravens Bengals tonight. But I've been wanting to talk to this man about this thought process for a little while because, as you guys know, I started banging this drum. The year that Stefan Diggs showed up in Buffalo and the Bills' offense stunk the year before, and suddenly they were the greatest show on turf. I said, Why are we not allowed to talk about Stefan Diggs as being the most valuable player in the league? Why can't we have a conversation? This man is absolutely on board with the idea that the MVP of the league this year might not be a quarterback. He is the athletic NFL writer, Mr. Mike Sando, and he's back with us now here on GCR. Mike, it's Glenn in Baltimore. It's great to chat with you, as always. Thank you for taking a couple of minutes for us.
11: Hey, yeah, I'm glad to be here. I love that discussion, too. I think it's a good one.
0: Man, I I, I, I think I asked, like, 20 people that I had on that year. Like, why why is there no conversation about Stephon Diggs? And I, I couldn't get a real, like, it was just, it's groupthink, right? It's just, this is the way it works now. The MVP is the quarterback yeah. from the best team. That's the way that it goes. And, well, but why? Why can't, when I present... You saw the Bills' offense a year ago. It was dreadful. You saw them this year. They were unbeatable. One thing changed. How do we not know immediately that that's the definition of the word valuable? And to me, yeah. the argument yeah. – I, I, its I, we can talk about a lot of guys in that capacity.
11: I think, though, if if there's a person from every position that is having a borderline historic-type season or, you know, a record-setting-type season – I do think the quarterback has the edge because they're the most important guys. Right. Right. I'm just not seeing that this year. I think there's been years where, Hey, Peyton Manning's going to have 55 touchdowns or, you know, someone's just on fire or, or the other thing I look at is, uh, Hey, this team is winning because of this quarterback and they're bad on defense and other stuff. Isn't great. This guy is really doing it. Right. I think that is an MVP, but I don't feel like we're seeing that this year. The quarterback's, that we always think about, Patrick Mahomes has a top-five defense. They're not hitting on all cylinders. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm sure he's playing well. He's just not having an MVP season, sorry, to me. How how low does the bar have to go for these quarterbacks when we can just shift to another position and say, hey, Tyreek Hill's having an incredible season for an offense that he makes a huge difference in or something like that the, right?
0: one, the one that's really mind-blowing to me mike is when i look at mvp odds and i see that somehow brock purdy is still ahead of christian mccaffrey like we've we've seen the 49ers with brock purdy and no christian mccaffrey like we know that ain't it we know that christian mccaffrey is a more valuable piece to that team than brock purdy is with no disrespect to brock purdy who is a competent solid nfl quarterback that at times plays really well but like how like, how can anyone watch the 49ers and think that Brock Purdy is more valuable to that team than Christian McCaffrey is?
11: That's an interesting question because the nature of the position, you know, if they were to play with the next month without Brock Purdy, do you think they would be the fine if everyone else was healthy? um you know or is, it, is that unfair because the quarterback position is is just by nature more important
0: <laughs> I, I, it's a fair question but given all the talent there i i don't i mean didn't didn't we do this a year ago right like didn't we learn this lesson we that, did it with Brock purdy yes
11: but yeah. we didn't do it with trey lance so fair. <laughs> i think I, mean, I, say this. Fair. I think purdy has played better than just a caretaker role i think he's been a really good quarterback yeah i don't want to think be, he's done yeah yeah i w- i know what you mean though i do know what you mean uh, at what point would that be in the discussion of, what, what would Christian McCaffrey have to do to be the MVP over Purdy if he's not right now? So well, what more would we want from him, right? Isn't that kind of what it is?
10: It's, it's uh, he's a he's on a
11: record, record streak of touchdowns. I know that this ended. He's, I think he's been leading the league in rushing. i have to check today to see if he was, but he has been in the last couple of weeks. Uh, you know, He's a dual threat player. He's, he's probably the best player on the field when they're on offense. All due respect to Trent Williams, who's injured,
0: and they're a wildly different offense when he arrived. Then I, uh, I just I, I feel like that's a conversation that should be had. I know you brought up AJ Brown as well. I I would feel quite yeah. strongly about that. And the other one hey. is, uh, Mike, what if the Steelers win the AFC North somehow? And we, you know, we're we're hoping in Baltimore that's not the case. But if the Steelers somehow win the AFC North, I it's gonna be because TJ Watt like almost single-handedly drove them there, right? Like how in the world do we not talk about that in that scenario
11: yeah well i even thought uh, miles garrett if you look at right now the the statistically um the browns defense would be the best since 2000 at least uh and they're a team that's six and three and i know everyone's fretting because they lost to sean watson well guess what they're a bottom five offense with him there he's not playing amazing he completed four all 14 passes against Baltimore in the second half, and 11 of them didn't go more than five yards past the line of scrimmage. That team is in the mix without Chubb, without any good quarterback play, with a bottom five offense. Miles Garrett, anyone? Yeah. Miles Garrett is at the line of scrimmage getting delay of games on the offense because remember that play? He was going back and forth across the formation, yeah. and when he noticed the, the other team was matching him with two guys following, he kept doing it until they ran out of clock. He also double-foot-jumped over, leaped over the offensive lineman without touching him for a, to block a field goal. Thanks. And then on every other play on defense, he wrecks the game. Yeah. So what would he have to do to be the MVP over Brock Purdy? Thanks
0: for, the, <laughs> thanks for the reminder, Mike, by the way. I really appreciate that. Thanks for the reminder of how things went. But to your point, yes, he was a one-man wrecking crew. He was a monster. He said, I'm, I'm owning this football game now. It's my football game and I, I'm not – I hate – it sounds like I'm going war on Brock Purdy, and I don't want it to be – I think Brock Purdy is – Yeah, a, I know. Like, well. But to your point, how, how can we pretend like he's more valuable than that? I am I, – uh, yeah. it's driving yeah. me.
11: Just, uh, just at what point would you ever consider a non-quarterback if you're not going to do it this year? Yeah. I mean, this, the offense is down across the league. The top quarterbacks have top defenses. Other than I would say – I think if Burrow were to do, you know, they lost this last game but if Burrow were to have them in the playoffs, I think their defense has fallen off quite a bit and he is amazing, but he the full first month of the year he wasn't good, he was hurt. Yep. So it's hard to give it to him now, but I think he he could be in position over the second half to lift a team it isn't as good on defense. I don't know if everyone realizes that with Cincinnati yet, but I right. think they're going to over the course of the year.
0: Well, their run defense is terrible. And then, again, hoping that continues. I, I Mike, the other – like I, I am not – when we have this conversation, I am not dismissive of C.J. Stroud and the MVP conversation. Like, we're, we're, oh, all, yeah. we're all watching it. We're all seeing the same thing. Um, and I get it that, like, while they're not name-brand – that his wide receivers are better than the, the casual football observer realizes they are. Um, you know, we are not talking about Tank Dell and Nico Collins. Of course, he did that on Sunday without Nico Collins. Um, but I, I am not dismissive of it whatsoever. We're all seeing the same thing. Th- this is yeah. almost ungodly what he's doing at the moment.
11: It's- it is. and I, Absolutely. I think we just need to let it play out because I think if they have a winning record this year, you know, and, and contend for the playoffs, uh, for sure, his, the way he's playing is good enough to be in it. Uh, I think it's remarkable. I think it's very impressive to come into a team that's won 11 games over the last three years. Right. Okay, that's fewest in the league. And now you're 5-4. and four. I can't get over yet that they lost to Carolina. I don't know how that happened. I didn't really watch that game closely. But I think they're 5-4, and four, uh, and he has come in and been a complete pro, and he is carrying it. I mean, they are passing the ball. He's not only an excellent, like, kind of advanced pocket passer, but he's shown instinct and athleticism that I don't think people realized that he had. Spinning around, he did his pirouette last week and threw the ball across the field on a rope, and I'm I'm just going, whoa, you know that was unusual. That's not caretaker uh, rookie quarterback with a good defense and run game helping you win. That's that's a quarterback winning the game. Yeah, you're winning because of him,
0: no question. It is. Yeah. It is really remarkable. Mike Sando is with us here in GCR. He, of course, does the pick six and the cover seven at the Athletic and uh, is always a required reading for me. Mike, uh, away from the MVP discussion, I I do want to get your thoughts about where the Ravens are because I I think a lot of people are struggling with how to put it into context. This number that's been floating around all week, um, they've lost games seven times in the last two years with a healthy Lamar Jackson where they had at least a 75% chance of winning the game, according to ESPN in the fourth quarter and that's damning and there's other numbers that are pointed out about you know how Lamar's played in the first three quarters versus the fourth at the same time it it doesn't mean you're bad we know they're not bad because the other way of saying that is literally every game that Lamar Jackson has played in they've had at least a 75 percent chance of winning the game in the fourth quarter and it certainly isn't more beneficial to lose the way that the Chiefs lost to the Broncos than it is to lose like it's a loss no matter what I don't think it makes you a better team if you're getting blown out when you lose. But how do we talk about yeah. this thing? Like, it's, it is a thing in some capacity. <laughs> They're good, but it's weird that this thing sort of continues to happen.
11: And also, this is a team that I think over the years has been lauded for their good management of the game, right? Uh, so I think there's probably... I think it's got to be a combination of things. I don't believe in the idea that a quarterback is suddenly good or bad in a certain quarter of the game. You know, sometimes you'll see, I had an item in my pick six last week. Oh, Kenny Pickett has six game winning drives in his first 21 starts. Okay, so did Tim Tebow. So what's our point, right? That's not a sustainable formula for suddenly being good in the fourth quarter after being bad the whole game. I would rather be, I'd rather have a few hiccups in the fourth quarter and play good the rest of the time, okay? I think that's pretty much what Lamar Jackson said. I don't believe he suddenly starts choking in the fourth quarter of the game. Uh, there's too much of a body of work there. So some of that uh, probably just has to even out. I think there have been probably a couple of games where, you know, the the management of the game, and I don't have specifics on, on my mind, but I know right. just from talking to people in the league, there's been a little, maybe a, a slip up here too in a couple of games that we wouldn't have normally seen from them. Um, in this last game, here's the moment that really caught me and it wasn't in the fourth quarter. I know there was the pick six interception, but they've got Zay flowers wide open for touchdown in the second quarter. Yep. And we're talking about, uh, Hey, this new pass offense and Lamar taking a step and all of that's good. Except that's a pass that you hit in warmups a hundred out of a hundred times. That's a pass that he, he should make in his sleep, right? The guy's wide open. There's, you're not being rushed. It's a, Pat the ball and, and toss it. You see, him. that is a warm ups pass that we see. If they complete it, they, they, it's, it's Detroit game, Seattle game, all over again. That would have knocked them out. Don't you agree? I agree.
0: I completely so agree. So it's easy
11: to focus on the thing late in the game, but there were a couple things like that where hit that play. That was a layup. It,
0: is it i I try to say this the right way is it is there a different burden that faces lamar and the ravens because of their pla- past playoff failures and him not being around to try to rewrite that the last two seasons uh, that there has to be I, it doesn't that there has to be almost some skepticism like okay glad that he's played well all that but he still has to prove yeah. it in in a way that's different than a lot of other quarterbacks have to prove it
11: uh, you mean because of that history, because yes. he's been so good, but they have come up short. Yes. Um, I think that I have not been feeling that that narrative around the team this year, because I think everyone's generally been happy with the change on offense and felt like it's leading to somewhere positive. Right. Even with some bumps in the road, a hiccup, some misthrow against Cleveland like that. For the most part, I think most people are glad that they're where they are. Right. They're trying this. It looks like there's potential for it to grow. Um, and be a little bit more of a diverse offense. And for the most part, Lamar Jackson's done a good job of knowing when to run, when to pass, and it's worked for them, for the most part. Uh, But yes, I do believe at the end of the year, at the end of the day, he will still be judged for that. And that's what happens for successful teams, just like the Bills. The Bills are right now statistically a top 10 offense. They just fired their coordinator because the bar is so high for them, right? Everyone's expecting, wait, how come you're not getting there? So, yep, that totally happens. You're, you're, you're the bar raises, like, moving goalposts, right? Uh, but that's our expectations change when you have success. We want more success. We want the next level. Yep,
0: yep. And I and I don't think it's unfair, necessarily. I, I don't think it's... No. You don't get to create a new reality. You don't get to say, well, the Ravens stink, like, anything like that. But it is a, okay, it's good, play well, but you, this is still how you're going to be defined, and that's the nature of the beast, and, right? And, like, that's why... And I,
11: this is a great year. Yeah, this is a great year for Baltimore, yeah. though, because I don't feel like... Everyone is hitting on all of the cylinders. They have a top-five defense that's been the number-one defense. Uh, And, you know, an offense that's been good. It's sometimes great, sometimes good. So um, they're in a pretty good spot if they can just hold up and not have too many injuries. And, you know, they they should be able to win a playoff game Uh, in advance.
0: You know what? I I've felt
11: a lot of those things, and then I just have that
0: yeah. fourth quarter thing that kind of creeps in the back of my mind. Yeah,
11: like, it can become right. real too. You know, it can become bigger. you know, yeah. it can be it can become a thing in your mind, yeah. right? And then it can get a little harder.
0: Like a self fulfilling prophecy, if you will, no doubt about it. Um, yeah, Mike, I, I really I, I'm telling you, please continue this crusade. Please, we need to get break the group think thought process that so many people have, where they can, only a quarterback is allowed to be the in. I don't get it i'll never get it yeah at sando nfl of course is how people can follow you on twitter and then uh, you want to plug the podcast
11: absolutely football gm podcast is on the athletic football show feed it's me and it's former nfl executive of the year randy Mueller, going at things from a little bit of a different angle randy goes to some college games he's a great evaluator in fact you know who's who his number one tight end was before a recent draft It was Isaiah Likely. When no (laughs) one was talking about him, Randy (laughs) had him number one and a lot of other guys uh, like that. I learned so much from him and his evals uh, on guys like that.
0: Um, I love Randy. He's one of the nicest guys on the face of the planet. And uh, the two of you together, that is just gold. So uh, make sure you guys are checking that out. And, of course, at The Athletic is where you find him in general. Mike Sando, really appreciate you, man. Thanks for spending a couple of minutes with us this morning. Hey, thank you. Have a good one. Mike Sando with us here on GCR just don't you know even drew arguing for travis kelsey this week i'm like i get it i get it strong argument now to mike Sando's point the chiefs defense is playing so well that if you're not willing to give it to mahomes then what you know how do you give it to kelsey if you're saying that their success has been largely predicated on their defense but there's a strong argument for a team that has no wide receivers like Everyone knows where the ball is going when you play the Chiefs, and yet somehow he keeps doing it. And in terms of valuable, that chat that we had the other day, like who's who's the overall most valuable player? And we were sort of like, well, it's either Aaron Donald or it's Pat Mahomes. Like I – Some of these wide receivers are special, special, but like there's also a part of me that says, I don't know how separated they are from the other great wide receivers. Tyreek Hill's speed separates him a bit, right? But is Tyreek Hill definitively more valuable than Justin Jefferson? We know definitively that Patrick Mahomes, even among great quarterbacks, Patrick Mahomes is separated because he can do things that other great quarterbacks can't do. There are other really good tight ends. Mark Andrews is a really good tight end. George Kittle is a really good tight end. But Travis Kelsey has separated himself even among really good tight ends. So I think there's an argument for that too. T.J. Watt argue, man, if the Steelers keep doing this. It's.
1: I think the for a, for a defensive player, I feel like Miles Garrett is. The well, but I just stronger. don't think. I don't
0: think it's possible for the Browns to keep doing it, right?
1: Like, yeah, I, I guess
0: if the Steelers can keep doing it, I mean, maybe if, the Browns could keep doing it. Maybe I'm if just, they go back to PJ Walker, I don't know. I, I don't. Is, I don't it believe it is weird in DTR. Too, the, I mean, that's who they're turning to instead of going to Walker, who looked like he was at least competent when right, he was playing.
1: Right. Maybe we. I guess this. Maybe you can imagine the ceiling is a little higher with maybe, and DTR. I, it also might be a case of like.
0: What what's more valuable to them is trying to show that that guy can play and then maybe trying to trade him at the end of the yeah, year. Or see
1: if there's something there, I guess. But I I even though it did not seem. I, it's
0: a weird decision to me, man, that they're going to him. All right, when we come back in, we will get a tidbit. We'll get two to wind down. It's a Thursday edition of Glenn Clark Radio. and use the promo code GlennClark23 this football season with Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com for terms and conditions. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER.
9: What's up, everyone? It's Tyus Bowser, and I've had so much fun hanging out with Rita A partnership a press box, and great ace memorabilia. The
0: next Tyus Bowser show is Tuesday, November 21st at Mother's North Grill in Timonium. It's brought to you by Superbook Sports, AJ Michaels, and HelpMyGamblingProblem.org.
1: There's so much focus on sports betting these days, but I want to talk about an area that nobody wants to gamble on. Where you choose to go out and spend your hard earned dollars to eat. The Casa Inn is no gamble at all. The quality on their menu is outstanding, and the value is off the charts with a great and varied list of specials Monday through Friday. And the staple of the menu, whether it's salads, burgers, fish, they're all fantastic. And I haven't even mentioned the crabs or crab cakes yet. So check out the menu for yourself at CostasIn.com. When choosing a place to dine, never gamble on the food you put in your belly. The Costas Inn at 4100 North Point Boulevard or call 410-477-1975 for reservations and your steam crab orders.
2: What company has the expertise to make your home healthier by purifying your air and killing all viruses, allergens, and bacteria. AJ Michaels, heating and air conditioning in Baltimore and Annapolis, AJMichaels.com. Visit Hartford
0: County. Gear up for the holidays by supporting local with Small Business Saturday on November 25th. Take in the dazzling sights of the season with a Ledoux Christmas at Ledoux Topiary Gardens. Enjoy holiday lights. Sing along the holiday songs. Reserve a carriage ride and sit on Santa's lap in Bel Air's Winter Wonderland happening every Saturday from November 25th until December 16th. Nothing sparks that holiday joy quite like a festive parade. Head to visit and click on Events to see the full list of
5: parades and so much more in maryland you're welcome whether your focus is luxury and comfort, convenience and technologically advanced connectivity, or sporty performance and aggressive styling, we've got the perfect Highlander for you. Check out buyatoyota.com for
6: deals on new Highlanders from your local Toyota dealer today. Sure, Glenn may be in his 40s now, but he looks just as good as he ever has, and he's still as sharp as he ever was. And I say both those things without even a shred of irony. Find out for yourself right now by watching the show at facebook.com slash or youtube.com slash Online. All right, winding down for a Thursday. Edition
0: of the program. Let's get a tidbit. Tidbit is brought to you today by the print issue of Pressbox. It is available for free at your neighborhood Royal Farms. Any of the hundreds of locations around town where you find Pressbox, you can read it all. Pressboxonline.com. You see right there on the cover. Great cover story from Todd Karpovich about the survivors, the position players from the the last regime, the Dan Duquette regime. That stuck through the dark years and ended up being a significant part of the Orioles' turnaround. Hayes, Mullins, Santander, Mountcastle, also great reflections about the life of R- Brooks Robinson and college basketball content in this print issue of Press Box. Go get it right
1: now. Cedric Mullins one of the legends of the game tonight.
0: That's right, Cedric yeah. Mullins. Well, he's going to be the honorary team captain. Right. Okay. And then the legend is Carmelo Anthony. That's who, right. Of course, yeah. um, finally, recently announced his uh, official retirement from the NBA. So um you know cool yes. I, I think it's cool right <laughs> like i'm down with both of them neither one of them are ravens but you know like it's cool it's very cool
1: um so blake snell he won the national and of course League. big boy at halftime yes right big night
0: very sad i uh i got i got in touch with big boys management and um he wasn't gonna mm. do any interviews this week they said may, they said next time i said
1: i'm 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 not okay. I'm, I'm, not I'm really okay. coming around to like these Amazon Prime broadcasts. Like, I mean, I, like I what thought part it was of it? well, just like they've done a good job of kind of making it the spectacle that it that it kind of has right become. Until
0: like, Al Michaels doesn't care and Kirk Kirk Herbstreet has no cachet. Um and like, it's, that's it's, true. It's, it's an awkward thing, right? Because Kirk Herbstreet's a fine football analyst, but He's the least cachet of anyone involved with the broadcast, and he's the one doing – like, any Tony Gonzalez is on the pregame and would be – Any any one of those guys. Any or, of them yeah. would be – would have more cachet than Kirk Herbstreet doing a game, and it just feels like it gets immediately small the moment they go to the booth, in part because Al Michaels doesn't care. Now, tonight's a big game, so maybe he'll – like maybe he'll still oh, he'll everything. care tonight. He's been saving
1: it. He's been saving it all all season.
0: Like Al's been completely checked out, and Kirk Herbstreet, like, isn't the right analyst to bring it out of him. There are. There are guys that I think if you paired them with Al Michaels, he'd bring it out of him. But it, it ain't Kirk Herbstreet. Right. Like he just doesn't. Right. It it's it's always felt like. You don't go here. Like I. You can't. You don't have the stories. You don't have the. And he always like falls back on when it gets to the point where like he's trying to give some background. It's always related to well, you know, in college football. I'm like, it just feels so out of place. It feels like you're a tourist involved with it. And you know, you don't hear from him during the week. You don't. He's because he's got to work a thousand jobs. He can only do right. so much media. Like, I I can't get over. Um.
1: That. But I. But like, I feel like. I care about it, like you know, it was Carolina and Chicago last week, and yeah, I still like you're the one had to watch. Yeah, yeah you're, it. I, but, you're but I feel like, but back when it was like a more CB, when it was a random CBS game or like a or a Fox game, I felt like it was a lot easier when you saw it was Bears. Uh, whoever you know, Bears Washington. He was just like, I mean, you know, I'm not gonna turn that on, and I just felt like I didn't. But when it's like the Amazon Prime, like I do kind of want to see, you know, what's Fitz- Fitzpatrick gonna say? What's yeah, I've, Whitworth? I've, I've, I feel like there's a there I is some draw. And the Ravens are any, making it a big event. They have feel all these that people way about coming any pre- or
0: post game show. I'm just not mm-hmm. watching those shows. The only one of those that I watch is halftime, but is during the NBA playoffs. I'll watch um,
1: TNT. Yeah,
0: that's it. Yeah, that's the list of those shows that I'll watch. And, again, even that requires it being a really good game, right? Like, you get a really good game or a really bizarre moment. Like, what's his face? Um, they the were dude, choking it,
1: out. I think they did a choke out. Well, they thing. did
0: that. I, but I don't I won't watch the regular season. I'm not going to watch yeah. that show. But what was the year? Who threw the ball away in the finals for Cleveland in the end of the game? J.R. Oh, Smith, 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 right? Yeah. Like, you, I was so furious that there wasn't... And inside the NBA to turn into afterwards. like I, re- I remember tweeting about it incessantly. Like They should be forced to do a post-game show even when they don't have coverage. As a country, we shouldn't have to suffer through ESPN's awful presentation of the NBA. We should be able to have those guys and their cachet in moments like that that matter. So, I... I- it's it's a fine thing. Dude, the week that they did the bit where they did, like, the Stanford Cal trivia show afterwards, when they, they did a 49ers game on Thursday oh, okay. Night Football, and Andrew Luck came out as Captain Andrew Luck or whatever. Right. That was good shtick. Now, I wasn't... I had given up. I had stopped watching live. I had to see about it on Twitter and, and, mm-hmm. and watch the video there. But that was good shtick. I just... Pre post game, I won't watch it. I feel I'll like they're doing watch. it
1: right. I guess is God bless.
0: I I care about the game. Like yeah. get the game right, and that's the part that's bothersome to me. Right. Is that they just continue? It's it's like they owe it to Kirk Herbstreit somehow. Like well, we told him he was gonna have.
1: I feel like he'd be okay. Well, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I
0: maybe don't know what wants... capacity. Oh, he clearly wanted that to be involved with the NFL. That's that's obvious. But it's just. It's not a thing, man. I, I don't know how to compare it. I wouldn't want to. When they when the ESPN does, I don't know if they still do it, but they did like the college basketball NBA crossover broadcast, and they're like, now Jay Billis is gonna go do the NBA. I was like, I'm not been sitting yeah. here waiting for Jay Billis's thoughts on the NBA. I I'm just not. That's not a thing that I'm asking for. I the NBA people. I want you to have better NBA people. That's what I want you to do. Like I don't want you to just keep putting together a panel of Stephen A Smith and Michael Wilbon and saying here's our NBA coverage. That's Drek. Get good NBA coverage. It's not hard. I mean, like spend the money that way. Stop spending money on Stephen A. Smith. Hey, Why does everybody Carmelo like needing something to do? Carmelo Anthony, I don't know how he but I, he certainly has the cachet. Yeah. There's no like it's not just cachet. You still have to have personality. Yeah. You still have to be Like Charles Barkley is a unicorn, right? If that was just Shaq and there was no Carl- Charles Barkley, it wouldn't be as good as it is. The- Charles Barkley has made that show. And there are there is a someone who's both a Hall of Fame caliber player and a Hall of Fame caliber personality is, you, you come into one of them ever, right? Like ever. I don't know what it would be like if they put Marshawn Lynch on the panel. I think they use Marshawn Lynch well with Amazon. Mm-hmm. But like, I don't know if he would care enough to be good on the panel. I would love to give it a shot because he's certainly that—that's the type of guy that we're talking
1: yeah. about that would have the cachet. Yeah, hell, just put him in the booth with. Uh, yeah, that would be with, with I mean, that would be Actually, don't do 3 I really <laughs> wish they
0: would do that. I really wish they would. All right.
1: Go uh, so Blake Snell—he won the National League Cy Young. He is the only pitcher in history to win multiple Cy Youngs, but not make multiple All-Star teams. He's won uh, multiple how about that? Yeah. That's, that's He's only All-Star was 2018.
0: It also goes back, we talk about this every year around the All-Star game, like the absurdity of of how we measure people by their all-stars right. when they're it's like, a, oh, half this guy's a ten times. In a 162 game season. It's a 162 game season. And we measure people's careers by the number of times that And the Major League Baseball's trying to do like the all MLB team, and it just hasn't caught on. Yeah. Like that should be in we should be capable of understanding that that type of thing, a full season honor, should be what we come up with instead of, well, he's been an all-star five times. Well, what if he was an all-star in every one of those seasons he fell apart in the right, second half of the year? batting 200. Right. And-
1: um, well, that reason he was not an all-star this year. He started the season one and six. Blake Snell did. He's the first pitcher in baseball history to win the Cy Young after being five games under five hundred at any point in the season. So, uh, congrats to congrats to Snellzilla. Cool. I mean, Thirty-eight years old, uh, LeBron. He is the second oldest player in NBA history to record a triple double. Who's the oldest?
0: I don't know. Forty
1: years old. 40, when he did when he did it. Forty years. Yeah, he's so not, not still 40.
0: <laughs> Thank you. 40-year-old who recorded a triple-double? Man, I, I mean, like, at this point, you just got to think of who was 40 and still playing basketball. Was Steve Nash somehow getting a triple-double? No,
1: it was not Steve Nash. Uh, it was in 2003. Uh, he was 40 years, old. 40 years old. He was also playing for the Lakers. uh carl malone carl malone yes carl malone do you think lebron yeah. can topple great, him great guy <laughs> uh and uh since uh there have been two defensive players to win the nfl mvp since this is what we've been talking about uh it was alan page right correct and
0: oh god damn it i know who the other one is
1: yeah and you- um
0: oh ass i almost said that i almost said it <laughs> yeah no because this was a trivia one time oh okay and it was funny, because I knew the, the first one immediately, and I struggled on Alan Page. Uh, damn it. It's somebody significant. I yes, know it that. Is. It's somebody very significant. Oh, this is going to drive me nuts. Don't, don't. Start Chill. Off his accolades. Keep off yeah. accolades. No, keep it in your <laughs> effing pants. It was Lawrence Taylor, right? It was, in fact, Lawrence Taylor. I was between Lawrence Taylor and Dick Butkus, and that was what I was struggling with.
1: Lawrence Taylor and Alan Page, uh, and then the only uh, special teams player to win the MVP. There was a special teams player? I know. I had no clue. Wait, wait.
0: Was it um, George Blanda and like it only... No? No.
1: He was a kicker. A kicker won NFL MVP? Nineteen eighty-two was when yeah. I don't know how this.
0: Wait, it, I th- it was Mark Mosley. Mark Mosley. I thought he was Super Bowl MVP. Mark Mosley was the MVP of the league.
1: Yeah, I got nothing it for, for that. that, Mark Mosley. I got nothing that's what we for should that. be campaigning for. A kicker to be MVP. <laughs> that um, is the
0: dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life.
1: Uh, we'll do one more here. Uh, since Corbin Carroll became the Rookie of the Year, he became the 26th player to play in the World Series the same year that he won Rookie of the Year. Um, can you name... He is the 10th to do it in the Wild Card era. Can you name the other... Say one? that one more time. He Sorry. played in the World Series the same year he won one Rookie, of the, rookie of the Year. He's the 10th to do it in the no Wild ch- Card era. No
0: chance I can name these guys. Why well, don't we... Well...
1: I did think there was a chance. Not a chance.
0: It's like asking me to remember who won rookie of the year every year.
1: Since 94. Well, these guys are notable. Great. They're notable. Thank you. Is there an Astro? There uh, is one, one Astro. Was it Alvarez? It was Jordan Alvarez in 2019. Well done. Is there a Yankee? There is one Yankee. Is it Jeter? It was Jeter in 96. Is there a Red Sox? There is one, one Red Sox. Pedroia, yes, Dustin Pedroia in two thousand seven. Is there a Cub? There is not, no, not a Cub. Is there a Dodger? There is not a Dodger. All oh, right, sorry, there is one Dodger. There's yes, Dodger. sorry. Uh, Seager? Not Seager think he debuted the year before this. Yeah. The year before. Like Seeger debuted so he, oh. Yeah. Oh, Bellinger. Bal- Cody Ballinger. Ballinger in 2017. Both the rookie of the years, both of the rookies of the year in 2010 played each other in the World Series. God
0: damn it. That was a uh, 10 was uh
1: St. Louis, Texas? That was 11. So it was I think, San Francisco, Texas. San Francisco, Texas. Is that Posey? Buster Posey from the National League for the Giants. Josh Hamilton? No. Um, I had no clue this guy won Rookie of the Year. He was a reliever. Oh,
0: There's no chance. Yeah, you should know, but
1: good reliever for the Rangers in the early oh, 20s. Oh, Feliz. Nefatali Feliz. I did not know he won Rookie of the Year. Sure as hell didn't. Um, and then you got one, two, three more. Array. A br- array. 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 Array, a Tiger, array, and a Marlin. Array. Longoria? Evan Longoria in 2008. A Tiger? A Tiger and a Marlin. What year would that have been? That would have been 06. Uh, yes. Correct. It's not Price. It's not Price. was a pitcher.
0: Oh, Verlander.
1: Justin Verlander in 2006.
0: Um,
5: um,
1: marlin and a Red, you say? Just a Marlin. That's the last the one. Marlin. Oh, did we get the Red? Th- oh,
0: we said a ray. A said a yeah. Red, right. A Marlin, a Marlin. So it's either '97 or it was o- a red at one point. Oh, good. '97 or '03. The '97 team was all veterans. I'm guessing it was an 03 Marlin. It wasn't '03 Marlin. Uh, who is an '03? It wasn't Beckett. Beckett was. The, that was the reason why they won the World Series, though. Uh,
1: Brad Penny? Not Brad Penny. It is a pitcher. It
0: is a pitcher.
1: Carl Pavano? Not Carl Pavano.
0: Three Marlins, pitcher. I don't know.
1: Uh, good nickname. He ended so he ended his... Let's see. He, yeah, it was 03-07 with the Marlins. Oh, Dontrell Willis. Dontrell Don Willis. D-train Dontrell Willis. All right. All right. There you go. Good. good job. Oh, I needed a lot of help in well, order to get there. God.
0: All right, very good. Tubular is brought to you by... Ooh, your local Toyota dealer and buyatoyota.com. The Toyota Tacoma comes in a range of models and trim lines, so you can choose the perfect Tacoma to reflect your unique personality and driving habits. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new Tacomas from your local Toyota dealer today. Here's what's coming up, totally tubular-wise this evening, of course. Amazon Prime Video for Ravens Bengals, 815. If uh, you are not an Amazon Prime subscriber, you're in luck locally, you can watch it on ABC, too. Although, if I remember correctly from last year, like, it's... It's like a purposely like a couple plays behind. Like it's not just like the way, I, if I remember correctly, the TV broadcast was behind behind the the Amazon broadcast. Almost well, I'm like I'm gonna be at the
1: what the radio station. So that means I'm gonna be.
0: You can pull it up on a computer. Yeah, I guess. I mean, it's not all that hard. Know <laughs> what we're doing here? Fox Sports One. Uh, UConn women take on Maryland at six thirty. Uh, ESPN 2 is where you find of course Griffin
1: immediately put basketball on
0: these were the days when I was a kid in Maui
1: I, or the Myrtle Beach sorry this yeah
0: Maui's next week um, yeah these were the days where like you knew you had a cool teacher in high school and like you knew there was college basketball during the day you could be like hey man
1: they do it for, for like feast week And oh man I wow. could definitely
0: convince some teachers like when, when I was in high school and like I was cool with the because te- like you would be like, like running the yearbook you know like, they called like, you cool, like Glenn, cool Glenn Clark. no not me the teachers that were cool like, you knew who they were. In our... In our it was Mr. Evanovsky. Oh. No, it was Miss Evinoski. Sorry. And Mr... God, what the hell was his name? That's Smith. a shame. No, he's a big college basketball fan. Like, he loved... He was... Uh, Mr. Greenberg. Ah. Right? Was that him? Seth no, Greenberg. Was, no, I don't think it was <laughs> Seth Greenberg. Uh, but he was a huge Maryland basketball fan. So, like, when Maryland was playing in one of these events, you could definitely convince him to do it. And then... From that point, he just left
1: it on. He just kind of yeah. didn't care. Like what, Charleston, and Vermont, are playing? yeah, right? <laughs> like, oh, it was awesome. I this loved is a good days. game. Well, sure.
0: Uh, Houston Towson coming up today at 6:30 on ESPN. That'll be a good one. Of, yeah, I hope that's part of the Charleston Classic basketball all day long on the ESPN networks. You can find it all at glenclarkradio.com. Look, tonight you're watching the Ravens. I'm not even going to go. You find everything else at Glenn Clark Radio. They're announcing the – but the good news is the Towson game starts at uh, 6.30 and the Maryland women start at 6.30, so you can watch the bulk of those games before the Ravens begin. So I would encourage you to do that. Mm-hmm. Non-sports.
1: Um, Kimmel, uh, I guess following the Ravens game on ABC, will be with uh, Emma Stone and Nathan Fielder as they continue oh, to right, talk the, about the curse. Yeah. You have to have Showtime. we Paramount Plus yeah, with Showtime. It's, so. it's not happening. So good luck. Sorry. Jason Momoa will be on Fallon. And uh, Chris Tucker will be on Seth Oh, is Seth this Myers. the week he's
0: hosting Saturday Night Live? I this guess it is. This is...
1: Yeah. Uh, Must be. Yes, it is. Yeah. Yep. Tate McRae and Jason Momoa Yes, on SNL. Um, Chris Tucker on, My- on Seth Meyers. And uh, then on Netflix... Uh, okay, never mind. It's just another Hallmark movie. It's called Best Christmas Ever. Okay. Very good. Very good. I mean, the U.S.
0: Uh, men's national team plays tonight in the uh, Nations League. That gets underway mm. again. They take on Trinidad and Tobago. But again, you'll be watching The Ravens. What time is that one? That was eight. It's at nine, nine, unfortunately. No. Uh, they'll announce the MVP is at 6 o'clock on uh, MLB Network. Then go find it. It's all at GlenClarkRadio.com. You'll find it there. Yep. All right, thanks today to Mike Sando. Thanks to Robert Randolph. Thanks to T.J. Hushmanzada and to Ken Zalis. We'll get all of it up in the Greatest Hits section of the... Oh, my God, it's so good. ...tab at GlenClarkRadio.com. Um, tomorrow, Stan will be in. Bo will join Bo us. Will join us. And hopefully something else yeah. to discuss what we hope will be a Ravens victory. You think uh, we can... You think Stan can handle doing pats on the ass or slaps in the helmet, or do you think yeah. it'll be? I just feel like, the oh, they got it. What? There have to be two?
1: <sighs> we'll break it down with him. and uh, We'll see. We'll see. I think he can do it. Do it tomorrow. I have a lot of faith. I
0: hope so. Thanks to everybody at PressBox, all of our great sponsors and partners, including Guilford Hall Brewery, Mother's North Grill, Live Casino and Hotel, AJ Michaels, Royal Farms, Costa Sins, Superbook Sports, Hartford County, your local Toyota dealer, buyatoyota.com. Thanks to Griffin at Griffin underscore Bass. Follow us, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Glen Clark Radio. Have a great Thursday evening. Go Ravens, go Towson, go Maryland Women. Duke sucks.